And welcome back to the TSF Entertainment Channel. It's your boy Retro CG in the building. And I am joined tonight by Jacka Jordan and DJ Fresher Highness. What's good, fellas? Yo, yo. What's good? What's good? All this time. That's why y'all couldn't hear me. Okay. <laughs> what's going on? My mic was off. I was here like, yo, what's going on, everybody? What's up? What's going on? Right, so we are here to talk about Power Book Three Raging Canyon. It is season four, episode 304. Um, the title of this episode is In Sheep's Clothing. Uh, All right, so what did y'all think about the episode, fellas? Good episode to me. It was better than the last one. It was better than the last one. It was better than three. I'd, I'd probably give this one eight out of ten. I think the title was a perfect. I think the title was perfect for what transpired in the in the episode, but I'd, I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it like an eight out of ten. It wasn't bad. Like, I agree with Jack. Like, what Jack said, um, if it the 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 title of the episode actually fit what happened perfectly. in the episode like it fit it perfectly demarcus appreciate that bro i appreciate it appreciate it appreciate so, it let's go ahead and let's get into it so episode 304 new news new business ventures take shape for the thomas family but the outlook is bleaker for the mathis brothers as ronnie's patience runs out rock makes a risky move for canaan's obedience just like jack said perfect <laughs> that was the perfect description perfect perfect pure um and pure rock yeah. and pure rock um fashion she pure does what yeah, pure rock fashion. She does what she does, man. And I was just like, yeah, that's, yeah, good title. Perfect title. So, episode starts off with the, uh oh, what happened to the, hold on. And we lost Retro. No, he said he'd be back. Yeah, Retro will be back. So, we got the episode starting off here with one of the couriers getting chased down uh, by the NYPD. I've been stuck as to why they were chasing him. Like, we never saw why they were chasing him. Nah, you know, it probably something that happened previously, you know, something off screen that we really couldn't see. Well, actually, when um, Lulu went to go get him, that's when he said that he had busted him. You know, he was like, you know how they do it. He had a little weed, so they just they just jacked the, they just jacked him up for having a little weed. So Lulu explained why he got uh why he got roped up. Yeah, but that was after he got caught though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was after he got caught. So they probably saw they probably saw more than likely they probably saw him selling something. You know, probably saw him selling something. We can't hear you, Retro. Sorry about that. I was having some equipment issues. That was a little strange. Anyway, I'm back. Um, <laughs> so I see you're on the scene that I had a question about. Uh, what was old buddy running from? <laughs> like, how did he That's get the same called thing up? I just said. That's the same <laughs> thing. Uh, 
Jack think that maybe they saw him like dropping off a package or something like that, and that's why he 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 took off. But even I was if he, him, he was he was a courier before that. So I mean, it was his job to drop off packages. So like, what would have been suspicious about that? I guess. Yeah, that's something they probably should have let us see in order to bring us to in order to bring us to this. I'm just trying to figure out what's the significance of it for later. I guess, I guess it was a plot device to let us know that Kanan ain't sold up as what he thinks he is mm-hmm. sold up. But shout out to 100 Miles and Running. <laughs> that was a perfect soul. <laughs> NWA. That was a perfect soul for this scene. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself because it was just like we ain't see no. I'm guessing maybe they're gonna show that what next episode they're gonna show the backstory to it or something. Yeah, I'm sure it's a backstory that kind of had them on the ropes. Yeah. Um. All right. So we see that Kanan is outside of the police department and he has called for his uncle Lou to come down and aid him in getting his homeboy that's just been roped up on these charges. And uh, Lou is like, listen, I know you're into something that you ain't got no business being into something. I don't even know this kid. Like, you know, it just shows that, you know, Kanan is, you know, building his own network up and he's doing his own thing. But at the same time, he doesn't have as much control of the situation as he think he does because at the end of the day, he's still a minor. Yeah, but he told him like he told him in the last episode to know the ins and outs just in case you know five O's on your heels you know you could shake him in his back alleys, so he kind of knew it came with the game. He, he probably just didn't expect it to come so early. Shout out to the members in the chat. Thank y'all for joining us and Merry Christmas Eve to everyone. All right, so yeah, I agree. Rock, yo, Rock got that bag. Yo. What kind of bag does Rock got? She's not buying just stay so long. She done bought the whole shopping center. Yo, Miss Rock. Man, she Miss Rock got that bag, yo. She was she was moving, but she was moving it. She was moving it. She definitely got it. Yo, she played Monopoly with real cash. <laughs> Absolutely. She definitely got it. Yeah, remember she said that she once she was out the game. Remember, um, what's his name? Marvin went and grabbed like the rest of the work in that cash. So we already knew she had a substantial amount of cash. So now that she out the game, she got to do something with that money because she can't yeah, wash. She's it. trying to make it generate more money. Yeah, she can't so wash. We- we see that she's meeting with the real estate broker and she's signing the paperwork on the plaza that she has just purchased. Real estate broker advises her that she's purchasing this property as is, if she's responsible for any uh, issues or any repairs that need to take place. But like we said, you know, she's just using this as uh, a place to wash her money up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get rid of, to, to do something with all that money she got. She got yeah. So, yeah, she got to generate more money somehow. Just how she bought the washes. She out the game, especially but she, she out. Yeah, especially if she out. That's a good point, Nicole. Can't do not to call Marvin up because that would have been a straight line to rock. Yep, he called up uh, the right person. <clears throat> so after she gets finished signing the paperwork, the real estate agent or the broker leaves the building and she looks out the window and she see him out there kicking with the um, cops. So, and then one of them had to nerve the motion for her to come outside. 
So we meet these two uh, cops that are on the beat, and we already know what's getting ready to happen in this scene right here. Jack, what's getting ready to happen? Extortion. <laughs> Extortion. She about to get ready. They about to get ready to shake her down. Yeah. Yeah. They about to get ready to shake her down. Yeah, about to pretty much tell down. her. In a nutshell, hey. If somebody comes towards your building or do something towards your building, we can make it safe. But if you don't pay us, we would make sure that somebody come towards your building and vandalize it as much as possible. In a nutshell. This reminds me of season six of Power when Tasha got druggy daycare up and going and the hoods in the neighborhood was threatening her that if they didn't pay, if she didn't pay them, that they were going to burn the place down. You know, they're going to bring all kinds of trouble to her way. This reminds me of that. What do you think, Rock? How do you think Rock's going to handle the situation, fellas? So for the time being, she probably going. She probably will pay him off. She probably will for the time being. She gonna have to. She gonna have to. I mean, as you can see, they already know who her son is, so they probably already on the radar of what she does. So, and I'm pretty sure the the broker real estate agent whoever he was probably told her that she paid for it in cash so mm -hmm. so that's probably that's probably why i got them big grins on their face because they like oh okay we're gonna get paid yeah we finna get paid we finna get paid i think she definitely gonna have to. she's going to deal with them but i don't think she can deal with them right now with the feds watching and all the heat on her so for now she might pay them off but and we know that she can't go to howard for assistance because he already told her don't call me no more so um she's gonna find a way to get rid of these cops i think later on down the line he's gonna step up and he's gonna do it for her but as of right now she's gonna pay him exactly nicole yeah like yeah i think they somehow some way she's gonna get rid of them it won't be through um it won't be through howard though because i'm pretty sure they're probably from a totally different division the precinct that Howard is in. So, because if they were in the same precinct as Howard, they would probably already know exactly who she is. So, I think they're in a totally different precinct. They don't know who she is, but they can tell that, like, hey, you buy now. Because she didn't just buy that hair salon. She bought that entire the shopping <laughs> plaza. Yeah, plaza. So, they already know off gate, like, Okay, yeah, we we ain't still ain't right about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you got it. She got too much money. Yep. And of course, after they mentioned Kanan, you she's like, What you know about my son? And of course, it just also shows when the officer walks out into the street to give her the car, and then the other one comes behind her, he stops traffic. It just shows you just how much they how much control they have over that neighborhood and the people that are in that neighborhood. So they're going to be a bit of a problem for Rock, but I have no doubt that she can deal with it. I also thought about him doing that in broad daylight, like they was trying to, um, I kind of thought it was like a setup. Like they making it look like, you know what I'm saying? Like she cooperating with them or something. Like somebody was going to see it because he handed her the car like in broad daylight. He didn't even try to do it on the slide or nothing. It's, what if she go to the, to the Italians for assistance? Possible. That could be like they got cops and they got cops in they in, in their pockets. You know, maybe they should maybe she go to the Italians for assistance. I, I, I could see that happening. And maybe if she does that to try to get try to get them off uh, of her, you know, they might be like Laguine might be like, now nah, if I do this, I I need you to do this. Exactly. You're gonna find a way from up under this, no yeah. doubt. 
Yeah. Look down, she's gonna find a way to. I, I, I just thought about that. Yep. That's literally how she's gonna get back up, and that's how she's gonna get back up and right back up in it. So we see that uh, Unique is going to visit Quan. Quan look like he's running a bookie house or something, or a, a, a numbers game or something. He got going on over there. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> uh, low budget casino. <laughs> they, got, <laughs> they got money moving in all kind of directions. Quan is dissatisfied with Unique because he's not generating any revenue, and the cousins have let him known that. Listen, ain't no work being sold out of this this restaurant. Like, what's what's good with your boy? And unique, like, listen, I have no visibility on the streets. I'm just getting on my feet, getting this operation running. You are forcing me to sell this uh, this restaurant. It's gonna take me time to build my clientele up and let them know that it's safe. It is okay for them to come here and get their stuff. But you know, in the meantime, between time, back up off of me because I'm good without adult su supervision. I know what I'm doing. But if it's going to be like this, we can dead this shit right now. And I felt unique on that. Like, I tried to tell you that this is not how I wanted to get the work out here. But mm -hmm. you insisted upon me doing this. So you're going to have to give me my time to get up on my feet. Unfortunately, I don't think that unique's going to have the time he needs to get up on his feet. Yeah. Nah, hey, I don't think so. I don't think he is either. At least not this way. I mean, me and Retro know some things, but. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Those cops are rather pesky, Lady V. Yeah, she gonna outsource and get rid of them. If not, she'll solicit uh, uh, Marvin and Debo. <laughs> Marvin and Debo will get the work done. <laughs> Poor Marvin. I wonder if we're gonna see that too, because remember last episode, he asked Rock if he could move the remaining work that he took out of the that he took out of the store, and we have yet to see him move any of that work. It's implied that he is because I mean, you remember he served the guys up in the uh bar or whatever. And then last episode, they were back at the bar again when he got the page for um to go see about Gerald. So it's implied that he's probably selling the work, but he's probably not selling it all off. I think that's why he asked Lou, could he set up shop in the uh Cafe Vu? Mm -hmm. I thought that was for him to wash his, wash his money. That probably nah, he wanted. He well, wanted he, to set up shop would, there too. Yeah, he need to set up shop somewhere because he ain't got nowhere to set up shop right now. So he probably be over there in one of the businesses. Maybe they have a barbershop or something. I can see Marvin running a barbershop. <laughs> yeah, Marvin gonna find some way to move that work. On the code, we're gonna talk about it, but we're not gonna talk about it in detail. We'll just yeah. loop it in with our predictions for next week. Yeah. All right, so we meet Pop for the uh, first time. So Pop is at the bar, and Ronnie comes in, and she instantly recognizes him. And she goes to, she compliments him on his prison body. And <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she all filling up on Urkel like that. Hey, this was the, this whole what's called this was the best scene of the whole show to me. He looked mad uncomfortable, yo. He looked mad uncomfortable, like get off of me, sugar. <laughs> That's sugar from next Friday. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> this is how I know something, something happened to him in prison, yo. Like this, just this right here, just the way, like he don't, he don't like being touched, nothing. So something happened to him in prison that they. Are we seen. sure that it happened to him in prison, or if he's just not been like this all the all the time? Because they seem to not have take take notice of the change in his personality and mannerisms. Everyone that interacts with him, kind of, this is like we're unique when. 
Pernessa was um, commenting on how, you know, weird Ronnie was. He was like, oh, Ronnie's always been like that. So maybe Mm -hmm. a little touch, (laughs) you know, maybe a little touch or something. (laughs) Hey, right. This nigga ain't right. He's something wrong with him. (laughs) He's a sociopath. You mean something right? (laughs) Dude, this is crazy. Pop, if you know what I know, you'll get a ball field. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I think something happened to him because he wouldn't even remember. Unique was like, "You ain't even gonna get, you ain't gonna get up and give your brother a hug." And he talking about, "I don't want my cereal to get soggy." Like it was barely any cereal in that bowl. That's why I'm thinking something. Yeah, something happened. Pops, I'm telling you, pops and sugar off next Friday <laughs> when she came down the stairs and she see Ice Cube. <laughs> that was yeah. she me <laughs> uh, That's a good theory, Nicole. They could have nah. I can't say that because remember when he was in the club and Unique sent the girls over there, he yelled at them to get off of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he probably something. doesn't like to be he might probably doesn't like to be touched at all. No, he is a little touched. <laughs> he is a little touched. <laughs> it was crazy. Probably got something mentally wrong with him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, besides the obvious. That's what I'm saying. So we meet um Snap as well snap come out and i think they the way they introduce uh wendell pierce's character i really like the little spotlight they gave bunk. Him, his character we got bunk in the building y'all so they come out and you know uh snap is complimenting uh ronnie on you look good brother you know let's go catch up or whatever the case may be he didn't even want to shake what's the name hand so again it goes back to what you were saying at first that he just don't like to be touched he just he lacks social engagement. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> he lacks social engagement. Yeah, dude is just socially right awkward. Here. This right here, let me know. They ain't even want to deal with Ronnie. Would just you? Facial, just their facial expressions. Shit. Can you blame He him? do got OCD for sure, for sure. Yeah, he does have OCD because even after he did what he did today, you know, he straightened up the the uh tablecloth from uh you see how he got up and he pushed the chair in perfectly and everything he got ocd at the bingo hall yeah yeah he's definitely been institutionalized on top of that absolutely so it's it's just a combination of all that and then he not he probably have some mental health issues as well that just ain't never got addressed yeah he got a gumbo meal of a bunch of things going on Bro, I died in this scene right here when they first sat down to that table and they started talking about Unique and he kept scooting the chair up. <laughs> like, yeah. like he didn't want to hear what they were saying about Unique, man. I thought that shit was so funny. <laughs> it was. I thought it was more so because he was trying to make sure his seat, because remember right after that, he did that. He started moving and stuff like the napkin and all this stuff and putting it in certain places. Y'all better take the silverware off the table in front of this nigga right here, yo. Get the, get the dinner knife and everything up off the table with this fool. I, I felt like he was doing it because they were talking, they were complimentaringly talking about Unique, and he ain't trying to hear, he wasn't trying to hear none of that, so the scooting up the chair was like a distraction, almost like, I ain't trying to hear what you're saying about Unique. That's right. the way I took it. Yeah, yeah, it can go either way, could have been a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Could have been a little bit of both, but this yeah. was my my favorite scene in the whole, whatchamacallit, just his, I ain't got no work. I ain't got no work. I need some funds is low. I ain't got no funds. He said, I ain't got no funds. So basically, he goes to uh, Snap and Pop, and basically, we learned that he has worked for Snaps in the past and made them money. And they were basically telling him, like, look, if Unique is telling you 
that give me some minute give me some time to get back up on my feet get everything worked out just be patient they was like you know we understand unique and you know unique is a good businessman so if he say what it whatever it is be patient with him but if you can't wait in the meantime you know get your own weight up and he was like i ain't got no funds so there you asking for a handout and you asking for work like what you bring to the table so basically like we'll front you a little cash for you to get some work but we're not gonna give you everything you're gonna have to find some other people to throw in and on top of that uh we want to return on our investment immediately my favorite part of this scene is when when he said how do you know so much of somebody to be out of the game when it was like uh yeah we heard rock was out of the game that this might have been my favorite my favorite line of the scene i didn't mean my favorite line no my favorite line of the show you, was went there, you went there you went there trying to tell your brother business yet again yeah. like oh rock is uh unique is making business moves with his dick you know he's mm -hmm. fucking on rock and they were like uh so <laughs> they were like yeah <laughs> so yeah. she's out of the game what's what's the problem right so he, he really didn't like that that you know he seems to be the only one that's bothered by it rather let's just put it mm -hmm. that way and the fact that nobody else is bothered by it, you know that just makes him even more angrier what do you think the business relationship gonna be like with snap and pop and ronnie I think what's going what's going to happen because like right here with this little smirk i thought at some point like it was going to be he's going to be like because remember he smiled and then ronnie give this little half smile right here and i was like okay yeah he crazy i got i thought maybe he was going to try to do something to um snap it pops but i think what's going to end up happening is from the trailers that I've seen, pictures that I've seen, I think Ronnie is going to be the one, you know what I'm saying, like to get Kanan in, and then they're just gonna start taking a liking to Kanan, and he's not gonna like that at all. Yeah, and they're gonna not gonna have no use for him. Mm -hmm. Not gonna have no use for him. I agree with you on that. I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. All right. So next we have uh, Marvin, who's going down to this. Looks like it's a, a a pictorial or editorial or a magazine or a newspaper. Um, it's an entertainment column. Uh, the Voice that we learned that Gerald is the uh, editor of, and. It's obvious that they're getting inspiration on styling Marvin from Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> I mm -hmm. love the way they, they style Marvin. I love the way they style Marvin. Like they they've given him that true, authentic look for uh, <laughs> a player pimp type in the nineties. <laughs> Marvin <laughs> always clean. Coats with the leather trench coats and everything. Marvin smooth video. <laughs> uh, they have a good conversation with each other. Basically, Gerald lets Marvin know. Yeah, listen, I miss the group. I miss Renee. I needed that to help me get through those tough days. We learned that he has two issues that he's battling. He's battling a substance abuse as well as anger management. So he feels a deficit now because, or at the very least, a loss because he doesn't have an outlet to express those issues that he's having. Marvin, being a good friend, said, you know what, bro? We can start our own group. You call me, I call you when we need each other. Good, good job for that, Marvin. However, be very careful what you reveal to this man. 
be very careful about what you tell this man. Be very careful about how much you let him know about your other life. Other business, yeah. Exactly. I don't think he's going to say too much about his other life. I don't think, because I think this. Nah, I don't think he's going to say too much about, about his life because he, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, he already know to keep that keep that part separate. So I I, I don't think I don't you think You trust this man? I don't think he trusts him. No, I'm not I think, yeah, I think Marvin not gonna tell him that much though. I don't think Drew gonna make it to the end of the season, yeah. but I don't think Marvin gonna tell him that much. Why you say that, uh Jack? I don't know. I just got this feeling like whenever somebody comes around Marv that he takes a liking to outside of his outside of his kid. You know, yeah, I think uh, I was thinking that he probably gonna end up ODing. Is what I was thinking. Could be. Is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he probably. Yeah, gonna I can see that happening. Yeah, it's just I don't know about him. It, it got to be something to it by bringing him back around because they didn't have to bring him back around, so there has to be something else to it. I think, well, you know what? I was asking myself that co- uh, question too. Why bring him? Why bring this character back? What is the significance that we're going to get mm-hmm. for this character being back around? And the only thing I can think of is that it's going to show us Marvin's growth. I think that was just the reason behind it is just showing us Marvin's growth. But it could be that you know he gonna help Marvin out of a jam, just like Marvin helped him out in the jam. It's gonna be maybe a situation where he's gonna return the favor for Marvin. I'm thinking it possibly could be um he probably will and it'll probably be something with um with juke that's what i was thinking last week it's gonna have something to do with juke and her over there working for pebbles all right so go ahead I'll let, you, I'll let you talk about this scene since i was wrong in my prediction last week i'll let you talk about this scene since i was wrong. It, 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 it ain't that it ain't that big but <laughs> But as we can see here, we got Detective Howard um, about to go to his office where the um, the FBI agent and um, um, what's the detective name? Um, Augman, Detective Augman, calls him in to calls him in to speak with him in reference to the whole Crown Camacho thing. How it doesn't make sense? What's going on in the streets? Because he would know better than. Um, then them, they lost. They just need some direction. Of course, Howard feeds them a whole bunch of BS, which is, which we all know that's what it was. I felt like they neither one of them believe him. Like I feel like that too. I felt like neither one of them believed what he was saying. They were basically looking at him like, "We know you're lying, and we know you know more about this situation that's going on out here in these streets." So you know. It, it's not looking good for Howard for me. I'm a little concerned about Howard at this point because he's roped up and wrapped up in everything that's happening right now is because of his association with Rock. You know, him unaliving Bert, him getting shot up at the park, him suppressing evidence. You know, all this to me, I think it's going to end up where all this is going to get end up pinned pinned on Howard. I can't put the blame on um 
on rock for for burke that much because he didn't he didn't have to do it because and it wasn't her idea it was actually kaden's idea so you're right about that yeah he didn't have he didn't have to do it plus but it's because of his association with said family that he's in the mix that he's in right now with all this including his underage involvement with her see to me if they if they dig deep enough all that's going to come out and so it now it's going to look like Howard is the um at the top of the food chain pulling the strings probably, on all this. It probably is, but I'm thinking at the same time, if he never would have unalive Burke, remember the captain has suspended her. Nobody was listening to what she had said. True. So like if he had never unalived her, everybody would just be like, whatever, Burke is just you know, she just talking, et cetera, or whatever. Like she just making a beef and they probably wouldn't have gotten this far. I think now he just stepping on eggshells. I don't even think he's worried even worried about people finding out about Rock and Canaan. It's more so about him unalive and Burke that he's trying to keep under wraps. So like he's trying to make sure I think like like he's doing it to make sure like um you know what I'm saying? Like they don't look into rock etc whatever because if that's because then if they like oh yeah they look into more into rock and canaan then it's going to come out about him then he's going to be the prime suspect about him unalive and burke i think that's more so what it is like he's trying to keep that under wraps so that they won't start digging because they'll just put it be like oh yeah rock paid him or whatever to unalive burke to keep their secret uh under wraps so I think that's more what it is, but yeah, I don't. They, I don't think they believe a word a word he say. No, nah, they don't. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, it's 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 going to be hard for all of them to hold up this Crown Camacho um, theory, especially when the man owed everybody around town. He was in debt, you know, and he was just running along the little studio. To me, it would have been a better idea for them to pin all of it on Cartier, especially since they unalived him and they found him, you know, unalived in like an elevator. You know, it would be much easier to say this man was into import export. He was running an art gallery. So he had amassed a, a, a certain amount. He, of he had a tie in. He had a little tie in going to the studio because when um, exactly. old girl, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the, the, the other singer that got unalived. But I can't remember, called her fake Aaliyah. Uh, but anyway, Ziza. with yeah, Ziza. So he had to run in with the studio, so that would have made perfect sense that put it all on Cartier. Yeah, they should have put it on Cartier. I don't yeah. understand that because y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, and the people in the comments, I don't ever them remember them. I don't remember them showing the cops finding Cartier's body. Yeah, but I'm assuming that they left him where he stood because mm -hmm. remember, they did him in the elevator. And that was it. That's all. So to me, walked off. It walked off. So even if they didn't find his body, it still would have been more plausible for them to uh, say it was Cartier that was orchestrating all this than Crown. I mean, they could have, but I don't look like have. he drove a 1992 Honda Accord or six. I mean, that's true, but part <laughs> it like this though. All Cartier stuff was like it looked legitimate, so it wouldn't have looked. He won Cartier one on nobody's radar. So like, yeah. So putting it on him, they would have been like, like, nah, he got this, he got that, or whatever. At least they know Crown was like in the street somewhat. 
and he was a little dirty. You know, he did this, he did that. And like you said, yeah, he owed debt, but that's not, I mean, that happens in the game. You owe somebody debt. He was like, how I would say he had his hand in everything, but it like, yeah, the whole thing, I think when he said, when Howard said he ain't know nothing about Crown and the Baisley projects, I think that's what set their antennas off. Like, oh yeah, he lying. Cause like, how can you run a whole project and and you not know about it? Like, you gonna hear something about somebody running a whole project? Mm-hmm. I would at that point, I would say like, I heard some little, you know, what I'm saying some little rumblings, but I I, I don't have a hundred percent like evidence that it was him that was running it. So, but I think that guilt from him unalive and rock is what's messing everything up. He's too busy trying to trying to keep that under wraps. He's definitely trying to keep everything on the wraps, and I think ultimately that is what is going to be Howard's downfall because we know that Howard doesn't make it through this story or this prelude. So ultimately, I can see this being Howard's way out of the story. Um, he's end up going to either taking a bullet for Kanan, or he's going to go down on some charges and get unalive in prison. So I mean, we'll but, but I mean, we don't know. See, I, I had this discussion, and then we, I, I'll say this, then we can move on. Like everybody was saying, like uh, from the OG power, like how they said he had no, um, he had no next to Ken. Like Kanan had no next to Ken. Well, you got to remember, Kanan's last name was Stark. So Howard's last name ain't Stark. Rock last name ain't Stark. So how do we know for sure? <laughs> That his family, like Lou, Marv, like how we know for sure that they were actually gone? Because none of them tried to make contact with him. Well, it would you, as far as the way Kane, it like it could be a point where Rock just cut him off. Like you know what? You think you know everything? It could have. I think I think Kane more so cut them off than anything. So it could be a point where Kane just cut them off. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like I, that that made me it's think. Possible. Of, when somebody says something like yo yeah remember they said he because remember that scene when he talked to tommy in the og power and he said yeah i went to go visit my mother and tommy said oh how is she i was just talking about that so it's like i mean it could have been a, a cold that you know like he was he was making it up but it's just like if if your mother is so-called unalive why wouldn't tommy and um ghosts know that um but you also know how Howard feels about his relationship with Kanan. So after all that said and done, I would think that, you know, at some point in that story, Howard would have been retired. He wouldn't have been on the police force. He would try to make have some type of contact with Kanan or try to look out for him in some way, form, or capacity. To me, the way the writing is going, there's there's no way that Howard walks out of this. There's not. I could give Rock. I can give I can give Rock. Rock may try to find a way to just assume a new identity and she just goes off and start a life anew, but I I just don't see that the entire Thomas family, including Howard, all make it out. I, I just the way the writing is going right now with Howard and as shifty and shady as he moving, I don't see him being able to walk away from this unscathed. Yeah. Uh support gaming, go back and watch Power. There's a whole scene where Kana says to Tommy, he went, I went to go see my mom's, and Tommy asked him, Oh, yeah, how's she doing? 
There's a whole scene. There was when he popped up. Um, when he, matter of fact, two, he two, out of jail. I want to say uh, episode uh, 202, season two, is when um, Kanan shows up at the penthouse unannounced. Yep. yep. And um, they asked him, you know, did they go see his mother? But at the same time, you know, we're going to have to take some of the writing and continuity with OG Power with a grain of salt. The current writer, Sasha Penn, may be using that for reference later on down the line. But at the same time, I don't think at that point in the story, they knew that they were going to be doing spinoffs. So some of that writing may not be it may not be up to par. And they may have to try to find a way to loosely tie it together um, as they go through other seasons. We see Jukebox has gone in to get her physical done. So we see that she's still pursuing this uh, possibility of, of being all she can be. Of being all she can be, but I'm just going to exercise a word of caution to you, uh, Jukebox. When she's had the papers, <laughs> you in there. <laughs> you in there. I don't feel, I don't like the way the doctor or the nurse practitioner or the LPN or whatever the hell she is try to play her, you know, like, are you sure you're not going to get pregnant? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. She's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm thinking, like, yeah, whatever. I'm thinking she said that because one, she doesn't know about Juke's box sexuality. And of two, course. And then two, probably because it's such an often thing that ends up happening that she sees all the time. So, but I don't think Juke, I think Juke was only doing this because she hadn't heard back that she had made the group yet. So I think that's why she was like, oh, I ain't hear nothing. I didn't make the group. So I'm just about to go ahead and go on with this or whatever. So she I wants out of the city. Like she, she said, I, I just, yeah, I mean, out of the Queens. The yeah, she went away from the family because I think that like in her head, she wouldn't get involved or trapped into what everybody else is into against her will. Because she said, you know, I just need to get out of Queens. I just need to get away from Southside. Yes, if I need to do it, I just need to get out. Okay, I might be reaching a little bit here. I'm just reaching a little bit. But the whole point in reference to the whole pregnancy thing kind of leads me to wonder if Jukebox is going to get violated in some way and end up pregnant and possibly have to abort the baby or lose the baby or whatever. I feel like something going to happen to Jukebox over there with Pebbles. Something going to happen to uh, over there with Pebbles. Pebbles. And I don't know, they just made such a big point about the whole pregnancy thing. And I don't know, it could be um, because of her sexuality, but it, to me, that seemed like it was an Easter egg of what could possibly happen to Jukebox. And we don't know on down the line, you know, whether or not Jukebox is going to get violated by someone in the industry and, and sure. end up being pregnant. But you also got to remember during that time, teen pregnancy was high. Yeah, still yeah, that's true. So that's probably why she like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, Hell, Rock was a teenager okay. when she was pregnant with uh, Kanan, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, Miss Sharon, teen pregnancy was a big thing. So I'm thinking that's why she's probably like, yeah, okay. So you say, like, I see this all the time. So I think that's, that's probably what it also was as far as in reference to that whole pregnancy thing. I wonder if she makes it into the army. That's going to be interesting to see if that happens later on down the line. I don't think so. I don't think she makes it in either. Me either. 
Man, you need to try to have some lunch. I'm trying to sit down and have a sandwich. And <laughs> all he was trying to do is enjoy his, enjoy his Tahitian treat. Yeah. And enjoy yeah. his damn sandwich. That's all he was trying to do. When and she coming here with this bull. When this bird come flying in and pressing him out. Who are you sleeping with? Who are you sleeping with? <laughs> like, you listening to Ronnie? That's what I was saying. You listening to Ronnie? Right. Like, <laughs> you about to be crazy as him. Even though she's not wrong in her suspicion, <laughs> she's not yes. wrong. In what Let she's that man enjoy his Tahitian treat. The man tried to eat, man. He was like, listen. And the crazy part about it is when he did not confirm nor deny her accusation, it really kind of just told her exactly what she was accusing him of is the case. Like, yeah, you must be sleeping around with somebody for real, for real, because you ain't saying nothing about you not. So he's like, listen, all you need to worry about is I'm taking care of you and my son. Mm-hmm. But Ronnie dropped that dropped that seed in there, and she like you always gone. But isn't that kind of like what drug dealers do? They're always gone. Yeah, I mean, I I don't feel like Unique's movement is any different than what it was. It, it, yeah, that's what I felt. <laughs> like, I, he, he I, was I, never I was like he was, Nick was never a homebody. He was always he, out here in the streets. In previous he seasons, he was always out in the streets. You yeah, never really like saw him at home. You saw him pick his son up. And you saw it pick her, you know, pick her up or about to get ready to pick her up when they found the, the bloody jacket in, you know, previous seasons. But you ain't never see them leaving no movies or nothing like that. He was never around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think it's more so like he's not home as much anymore, especially at during nighttime. You realize all the time when he go see Rock, it's always dark. So... And I mean, Ronnie put the seed in her head, but she probably noticing like, yo, you know what? You're right. He, he ain't never always in this joint all the time. And then he ain't try to stop to be like, yo, you tripping or nothing like that. He just kind of left it up like whatever. Like, so I think that might also be. Um, and it could be because of the source that it came from. Like your brother say something like that. You know, parts of it got to be true. Right. All right, so uh, bye, Pernessa. Because <laughs> <laughs> the man already don't want to come back home anyway. <laughs> you ain't doing it but make it easier for him to go ahead and pack his little Hey, Pernessa, I ain't coming back home no more. Pernessa, Take it I easy. ain't never coming back home. Take it easy. <laughs> I ain't coming back home no more. Take it easy. Well, we know he is now. Uh, at least for the moment. Uh, so we see Rock pulled up to the school. She watching Kanan. You know, Kanan ain't coming around. You know, so she trying to figure out what to get into. And she really doing what a black mom does. She doing her homework. <laughs> she doing her recon. Because she trying to figure out what the hell is Kanan into. Because he ain't coming around asking for money out here. He making it like something ain't right. So, again, Kanan's a bit sloppy. I, I'm going to have to give it to him. He's got a great he's got a great system going for him. But he's sloppy with it. He's doing everything in plain sight. He's giving Absolutely. out work and beepers and the maps. Right in front of the school, you're taking that stuff to school with you. You're doing it in front of your stoop, in front of your building or whatever. So, you know, you got a good thing going for you, but you're not doing it in a clandestine way. You're just kind of like out here in the open, yeah. like, kind of going to take notice to what this movement all about. You got these niggas on these bikes that are always uh, corralled around you. What is this all about? So, in her head, she got some questions. So, she's going to pull up on him real quick. And she's like, yo, what's up? I hadn't seen you, you ain't came around, you good, what's going on? 
you know, he gave it a brush off. Like I gotta go to school, Bob. Now, now you see me. I gotta go to school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you see me. I gotta go to school. The more, the more I gotta go to school and everything. You know what I'm saying? More doing what I'm doing. Doing what, doing what you need, ma. <laughs> What's up, boy? What you need? This was a another prediction. I was correct. I did. She's sitting outside the school. She was watching. I knew from well, when we get to that scene, but I knew from right there she was plotting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she plotting something. It, was the, the way, it, was, the, it was the look. It was the, the nuance thing and the mannerisms with yeah. the acting on this show is everything because they speak without speaking words. When mm-hmm. we see her peep him go through that metal detector, the mm-hmm. wheel started turning in her head instantly. Eight hours too. We, mm-hmm. knew, we knew right there and there that she was getting ready to. She was plotting. She was she getting ready to do something. So she took them glasses off. So yep. she took them glasses. I said, "Oh, she plotting." I said, "I don't know what she' about to do yet," but I said, "Oh, she plotting." I said, "It's coming. It's coming." Is it just me? And I'm sure it's not. But what is going on with Kenny's accent in this episode? It was. 10 times worse than it was in the previous episodes, especially at that moment when him and Jukebox was at the pizza place. It was really bad there. I think because... He tried too hard to sound like 50 Cent. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's where they're trying to make him. Because if you go back and listen to him, I think because remember, in season one, a lot of people kept saying he didn't sound like he was from New New York. Yeah. He sound like he ain't, he ain't from New York, so I think like this season is why they pushed it so hard and so adamant. Like, yo, you gotta sound like fifty, or at least sound like you from the city. Sound like you from Queens. Sound like you from New York. So I think like that's why he he keep that accent going is because like he probably got a vocal coach, like how um um I can't even think of his name, but the dude from Snowfall that's like from England, how he had a whole vocal coach. I think that's probably why his... Damien something, I can't remember his name. Yeah, it's probably going to progress more as the as the season goes, so it's probably going to start getting worse and worse. We're probably going to get tired of hearing it. Yeah, I'm tired of it already. I think he sound like, I think he tried to sound like Fitch. Mm-hmm. Alright, so you it's got Ronnie over here at the bingo hall. He done got him a card and a little dabber. Yo, this scene was funny. He was in there playing bingo. I'm like, here's the crazy thing. I know he is sociopath, but Ronnie is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> He's kind of hilarious. Ronnie don't want to him a bingo card. He would play Sunday bingo with the old timers. Yeah. He just sitting at the table, chilling. This man needs to work bad. <laughs> this man needs to work bad. <laughs> he rolled, and is it just me or did they recast Grandma? Grandma don't look like the same lady that was. I can't even recall. I can't lie. even. Re- I can't. Re- I can't recall. But one thing that I did notice was I was wondering if she knew who Ronnie was because all three of them had a disgust look on their face when they saw him. Because if you see it, she even got like she got like this like this little scowl like like what dude doing here? Like all three of them just got this look like yo, what he doing here? So I'm wondering if maybe she knew who he was, or maybe heard about him. I don't know, but when I'm they saw you, him, they gaming. knew. They when they saw him, they knew that you know it was trouble because Dean even said, "Ronnie, what you doing, darkening up my place?" Yep. So it, it just it just goes it just further it just further confirms to me that everybody know that Ronnie is just a dark cloud. 
Because, I mean, that was the way uh, Dane approached him. It wasn't like I was happy to see him. He was like, yo, what are you doing darkening up my place? So, like, yo, your energy scared everybody. Like, you scared me. <laughs> Through the yeah. TV. <laughs> what and you doing also, here, Ronnie? And then also the description 50 gave when he got out. Like, this this the, the dude you scared of. This the dude who he scared of. Or whatever. Right. Whatever. I couldn't believe he just jacked him up like that and I was like, really, dude? I was like, you gonna jack him up like right here? Like right now? In the, the bingo, bingo hall? In the bingo hall. In front of so many uh, witnesses? Man, that man don't care about that. Ronnie goes up to Dean. He says, Dean, I need some work. Dean said, you don't get no work from here. I don't do no business with you or the Mathis family, so leave. And he was it's like, okay. I'm the nigga that you don't say no to. And Dean said, you the nigga you don't put your hands on. He yoked him up shook him up and if buddy had to came and put that gun in his belly i think that you know ronnie was getting ready to do something to him right there <laughs> yeah i think that he just don't respect i just didn't respect danny at all because he, he didn't nobody. come with yeah but he didn't come with everybody else with that type of with that type of pressure not to the point where he put hands on him well he's desperate at this point because at this yeah. point he's been turned down by snapping pop well he's just been given a little piece of money from snapping pop he know he got to pay them this money back so at this point, he's getting a little desperate. He's getting a little desperate because I got to get some work for somebody that I got to pay these people this money back. And I'm trying to get up on my feet. So by the fact that Dean told him no, that was the first series of no that he's going to get. But I think with Dean, he expected that he was going to get work from Dean. So that kind of just threw a monkey wrench in his plan now. Now that where I thought I was going to get work from, I ain't getting work from. So that just escalated his uh, his anxiety, so to speak. I think it was also because of the simple fact he also thought that Dean was serving Ronnie because he brought that up and he and yeah. that's Ronnie. I mean, that's what Dean said. Unique. I don't have he nothing thought, going on. He thought Dean was serving Unique. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. He thought Dean was serving Unique. Mm, so, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why he liked. So you can serve him, but you're not going to break me up. And that's that what he told makes me. sense. I don't have nothing going on the South Side. Period. I ain't got nothing going on with unique. And now, then he even asked because he thought that uh, Rock would still get her work from him too. And then she was like, he's like, no, Rock will get her work from me. She get it from Washington Heights, from these Colombians. So right now he's really asked out because he ain't got no source from where he can get this work from. I need work. That's what he said. I thought he said I could have swore Dean's told him that Unique was getting his work from the uh, Colombians. He said Rock. No, he said Rock. Yeah. Okay, because I was wondering, I was like, because I was about to get ready to ask y'all, like, why would he tell Ronnie that if he wasn't? I was thinking he told him that so he could try to go and take out the competition. Thank you, Demarcus. I thought they recasted Grandma because this lady looks a little younger than the one that they had um, previously. They got a style and dressed the same way, same hairdo, but it ain't the same lady. Uh, yeah, uh, he's definitely frustrated. Ronnie, well, yeah, he was definitely frustrated at this point. That's why he yoked up Dean. And so, uh, the bodyguard told him it's time to leave. <laughs> Support gave me funny. Shot him right there. Bodyguard should have went on here and shot him right then and there. Right there in front of the old folks. Half, yeah, they 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 were trying to get that bingo. Just made sure everybody hit bingo that day, and they wouldn't have told nothing. But well, yeah, I thought I thought the bodyguard was gonna rough him up at very least, you know, rough him up or whatever. But shoot, you know, Ronnie said he ain't scared none of y'all. I'd have told, I'd have told Dean. I mean, if I was Dean, I'd have told, hey, yo, take him outside. Go ahead. Yep. Take care of this. Take, take care of this. 
Yeah. 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 Been working for me, Ronnie wouldn't have been wouldn't left there unscathed, right? Because I was like, I'm like, I got a reputation, and you gonna jack? Oh no! Like off the strength of that alone, you're right. He should have been. He should have been um roughed up for that. Like, take him outside real quick. Man, you see how this man looking at you, man? Please, everybody's scared of this man. Like, just go on ahead. Just go on ahead. Take him out. Just take him out. And we meet Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the actress name is Nakia. Nakia Matthews. Uh, but I don't know what her name is on the show. I don't even think that they named her. I don't even think they called her name on the show or whatever. But we see the lady, and I don't know if this is the same lady that was at the audition. Was it? It was. It was the same lady that said next. The lady that got up and, and, and said something. Um, and said something. Like, remember, like, after they told her, yeah, you can stop saying it, and went over and whispered, it was her. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, she pulls up to uh, Jukebox in the crib. You had Marvin and Jukebox inside. They were watching TV, and uh, there's a knock at the door. Marvin was tearing them cup of noodles. Marvin was eating a cup of noodles. Marvin them cup of noodles. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't had a couple noodles in years, and seeing this made me want a couple noodles. Noodles bad. <laughs> Although it's it's full of sodium, I was like, yo, I'm tempted to go out and buy a cup of noodles right now because that joint looks so. I'm talking about the way he looks. Yep. Like noodles <laughs> are good. Like I, was just like, I kind of want, I kind of want some now. Yeah. So there's a knock at the door or whatever. Jukebox gets up and she goes to answer the door. And it's the lady from the audition. She pretty much tells Jukebox that she made it into the group. They invite her in. Marvin laid out the law real quick. Like, like, listen, that's fine. That's great. But you ain't finna rearrange and change my daughter. You know, she's going to be Juke. Juke's going to be Juke. Y'all ain't going to dress up, put all this makeup and stuff up on her. Y'all ain't going to do that. She's like, oh, no. We good. She's a tomboy. We got the girl from next door, and we got the diva. We got the the look for the group already. Mm-hmm. And so Jukebox is excited, and because whenever you see Jukebox smile, whenever you see Jukebox happy about something, you just got to know that it ain't going to end well for her. You know what? You, you're right about that. I just thought about that. Yeah, you're right. Every time. Every time the character has just a little little bit of happiness a little yeah. bit of joy something happens that just disrupts that so we know right now this whole situation with pebbles ain't finna be a good <laughs> thing for her. and i'm wondering the reason why i keep calling her pebbles is i'm wondering if they're going to touch on that because you know that was real big back then in the 90s especially with female groups where you had mismanagement by their management team and executive and record producers and labels where they were getting all the artists' money, TLC, mm-hmm. where they were getting all the uh, artists' money and the artists wouldn't get nothing. Do you think that's what we're going to see here? Yep. I think so, too. It might be possible. When we get to that scene, I, uh, I... we'll talk about it some more. All right. All right, so uh, the lady she 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 sold it real thick. She mm-hmm. she laid it on real thick. Oh, we got this lined up for him. We got this. Oh, it's gonna be a great thing. Come on, Juke, sing your heart out. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on over there if you want to. Go on over there to LaFace Records if you want to. Um, so you got 
She on death row records right now. <laughs> nah, she on the face. It's death row records. Uh, hey, Cubstar, I was thinking the same thing. Where the paperwork at? Because she's showing us out on paperwork. That's why I thought she was coming over there to the house with. I, actually, when she was at the front door, I thought she was holding some papers in her hand, but she wasn't. Mm-mm. I was like, okay, maybe because Jukebox is a minor. So Marvel would have to sign this contract for her, you know. But, but Cubstar talking about the army paperwork. Nah, she, she hasn't signed it yet because she hasn't even gone through like she hasn't gotten up to the point where like with the basic training like she hasn't even gotten that far yet or i'm thinking yeah, i thought she was talking about the paperwork for the record deal no she was talking about for the army or what i'm also thinking is maybe she did maybe she has already and when this group is about to take off that's when they find out like yo she has to go uh to um basic training and everything and maybe like that's how she ends up like not being in the group no more mm-hmm. uh-uh. we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to that scene because i got thoughts on that as well all right so over here uh ala roach motel uh the <laughs> phone is ringing off the hook i mean is ringing like crazy famous can't even keep up with the orders uh can't sit over there count his money up don't worry, I get you an answering service. Don't worry, I get you an answering service. Yeah, <laughs> this scene right here was one of the worst ones. Truth spoken. God. <laughs> get the knock at the door, and it's Paul. I think Paul is going either they going to take Paul out, or Paul is going to end up snitching. I think Paul That's what I thought too. When he made that comment, because okay, well, let's 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 double back just a little bit. Paul shows up. He complains about the runners not running for him. That they are either running exclusively for Canaan, or they don't ran out because they tired of the whole weed thing. And he was like, "Oh, yo, you're only saying that stuff out loud or whatever." Canaan, this your fault because you could have stepped to those boys on your own and not even brought Paul in. You could have stepped to those fellas on your own and worked a side hustle with them versus going to Paul. You put mm-hmm. this man in your business. So when Paul made that comment that I need to make sure that my business is still here after you gone, and then what happens with this whole gun situation, they go drop, they go drop Paul, and famous is gonna blame it on Paul. Oh, that's a that's a good theory. I thought I'm thinking, you know what, when we get to that scene for next week, then I'll say it. I'll save it to them. Kanan break him off a little, uh, couple of dollars to keep time over, whatever the case may be. But I think that if the feds come knocking, that man gonna talk. Oh yeah, we I don't even think it's gonna take the feds to come knocking. I think he's gonna talk anyway because he gonna be to start looking out for him at some point. I think he thinking of the bigger future, of the bigger picture. Like when you leave, he like I ain't going nowhere. But yeah, eventually you gotta go somewhere. And when you leave. I'm not going to have any business. So his money is dependent on Kanan's money and Kanan being around. So I think eventually he's going to say something. He, he going to tell something to somebody. Okay, so we see Rock is outside of their place and whatever. She doing her work. She just she, mm-hmm. she casing the whole building. Watch. At this point, do you think that she noticed the guy in the van? Nope. I don't know. I don't, she kind of did. 
Because if you could, when you, when she walks in the building, like she sees them, she sees them, she sees him talking to whoever this dude is. And then once the dude walks off, as you can see, she never looks in that van's direction at all. She goes straight ahead and looks directly at the building. Like she never looked in the direction. Because remember last week when she came out, the first thing she saw, she looked right at the van. So I think had she had been thinking about it, she would have definitely looked right at the van. She would have looked right at it. So that's how I don't think she even thought about it that because she was too busy worrying about um, setting up Canaan that she she wasn't even thinking about that whole situation with the van or whatnot. So Famous is in here for the first time in a long time. We see him trying to work on, you know, a new rap. You know, he's trying to work on a new song or whatever. We also see him take that phone off the hook and tell him he is officially on vacation. So, <laughs> I feel that. Uh, so support gaming, you thinking that, uh, or was it Demarcus? One of y'all said that uh, Famous gonna take over the Curry business. I think not. <laughs> nah, he ain't taking that over. He ain't taking over. Nah. <laughs> he ain't want no parts of it no way. He don't want no parts of it. He ain't taking. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. Like. I've been trying, like, everybody keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, Kane is, like, going to take Famous out, or he's going to do this and do this. And I'm, like, at the same time, I'm thinking, like, no, because Famous did not want this life. He had been since, I don't know, since Kane has brought it up to him. I don't want to do this. Like, yo, I was all about the music. Like, yeah, I know we need the money, but I don't want to do this. So even when they went to go take out Buck 20, he didn't want to be part of that. He ain't want to be part of that. Like, Famous is not about the life. So, I'm thinking at some point, it could be where, like, well, Kanan's at home now. I was about to say, Kanan end up throwing Famous out of the joint. Be like, nah, you got to go somewhere else or something like that. But, but I don't know. But. Famous too lazy. He got a habit. He don't want to do nothing with himself. All he just want to do is sit there and smoke Newports and Blunts all day. Famous is lazy. He ain't going to take over nothing. Nah, I don't think I'm gonna say he lazy because I guarantee you, if Lou hit him up and say, "Hey, yo, get in the studio," I guarantee you because that's where his passion was. No, no, because remember, Lou told him that last time. uh, Losing Lou told him that last season, like, come back to me with some work, and then I'll put you in the studio. He wasn't even writing no rhymes. But remember, Cartier stopped it. Cartier was in the studio and said, "We don't do it for free." Like, no, that was because they was working on the barter system. As far as studio time for uh, somebody for him to stay there, they ain't really had nothing to do with him as an artist. That was pretty much for the roof over his head. Yeah, because remember he was looking for a place to stay. Because that's after his mom had don't put him out prior to mm-hmm. that. At the top of the season, you know he was over there begging, "When you gonna let me get back in the booth? When you can get let me get back in the booth?" And even his sister told him, "Like, listen, Lou don't want to mess with you right now because you ain't doing nothing." Because I think that was the whole reason why he got kicked out of his place too, because he was just laying around the house, sleeping, you know, messing around with girls. You know, the mama had money that was coming up missing and whatever. So to me, I just I, I've never seen the hustle mentality in in famous. I just he's just lazy. He wanted everyone to give it to him. Rather than him grind for it, that's just my opinion. I'm gonna go back and watch that scene because I could have swore that's when Lou was like, "I," right. and then Cartier shut it down. Was like, "Nah," because 
we like we're not doing that he got it because that's when he did that infamous if i teach a man the, the fish what y'all know the saying i can't remember off the top of my head he can eat for a day or something whatever it is i think that's what it was but yeah but moving along as you can see rock wasn't playing with famous this part was funny to me she was like, I ain't playing it with you. So it was so funny. It was so funny. Even when she walked in the door and looked at him, it was so funny. She was like, bro, I'm not playing with you. She was like, open up this door. I'm not playing with you. Or whatever. Like, just open up the door. Famous fear rock, definitely. And then rock finally, of course, you know, he opens up the door. The part that killed me with this was like, he kept telling, he kept telling um, rock like, Canaan told me not to let you win. Like Canaan said, like you can't be here. And I'm like, bro, like she's an adult. Like at the end of the day, I get it. But that's his mother. Like you just can't. You're not gonna be able to stop her from coming in. It wouldn't matter anyway because she ain't pay him no mind. She walked right on past him. <laughs> like and <laughs> she should have. He shouldn't open the door if he didn't want you know her to come in. When you, think, you heard what she said. She said, "I ain't playing with you today, famous. Yeah. <laughs> you better open this door." Because <laughs> famous not famous not in the life, so he knows. Oh yeah, he's he, definitely scared of rock. Yeah, he know what rock can do, so he's scared. Mm-hmm. Like he know, like man, look, I ain't my Yo, like, I ain't trying to end up like D. Did anyone else peep that even when she knocked at the door, he was like, "Who is it?" And she was like, "Rock, I'll be right there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His voice changes whenever he gets scared. When Rock come on the scene, he gets scared. <laughs> Rock breezes in, right? And she just, you know, looking around. She's like, what you in here doing? He was like, writing. And she said, you in here smoking too. And he was like, that's the, that's the scent coming from the neighbors. And she was like, well, your neighbor left a blunt in your apartment. Like, what you in here doing? And she look around. She found Kane's backpack. And she put the piece in there. I was like, "You just gonna stand there, Miss Rock?" <laughs> yeah, that part, that part was so hilarious. Miss Rock, Miss Rock, the way he said it, Miss Rock, Miss Rock. <laughs> yo, that was so funny, yo. I thought I was gonna die laughing. <laughs> I I died laughing when I heard it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think she was going to go that far to do that. When she grabbed the book bag, I thought she was going to pull. When she grabbed the book bag, I thought she was pulling it out and was trying to find the maps or something. That's what or I the work or the work or the work. So then when she pulled the strap out, I said, "Damn, she about that." And I was like, "Yo, she about to set up." But then it all started. I was like, "Okay, I get why she's setting them up. I get exactly why she's setting them up." I knew exactly what the the, the plan was when she pulled the gun out. I knew what she mm-hmm. was setting them up for too. But how did she know the consequences were oh because she had Howard she, in her back pocket? She had narrated the whole narrative. She controlled the whole narrative. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had oh, Howard in her back pocket too. I was like, because when it first happened, I was like, how did she know the outcome? Like, how did she know that the consequences were going to be a little bit more extensive and aggressive? But she had Howard, so it makes sense. And it's unclear whether or not she called him before or after, but either way, we know that she had she had everything lined up. Mm-hmm. Also, she's a little desperate at this point because normally when Rock do dirt like this, there's no witnesses. There's no one else that can tell on her. But the fact that she did this in front of Famous just let her know that one, you don't give a shit about Famous. And two, mm-hmm. this is like, I got, this is my window of opportunity. I got to but Famous it. don't have a leg to stand on either because 
Kanan already told you, don't let her in. Yeah. Is it, you, you let her in. Which I'm, I'm surprised you she didn't, didn't tell him to beat it. Because normally, you know, when she get ready to do business and stuff like that, she'll tell Famous to beat it. So I've, I expected her to tell Famous, you know, to take a walk real quick. And mm. then get her dirt. But the fact that she did it in front of us, that's letting us know that she's setting Famous up to take the fall for it. You think, I was about to say, you think Famous going to say something? I was thinking it was more so like she did it in front of him on purpose, not to set him up, but like uh, yo, masculine I'm you. So yeah, to like to like scare him, like yo, you say something, like I'm paying you. You say something, like you know my capabilities. I'm gonna fuck you oh, up. Yeah, like it's gonna be all she wrote. Like you know what I'm saying. So I think that's why she did it like right in front of him because she's literally said this is family business. It's family business, Papito. She was like, this family business, this don't even concern you. So, and damn, if he didn't take that money from her again, he already got yoked up one time about taking that money from Rock. Learn your lesson, famous. Learn your lesson. Oh, there go your scene. Man, Kenny's accent was so bad in this scene right here, I had to fast forward through it. So Kenny shows up at the pizza parlor and he invites Juke to be Smith. For uh, dinner, and she's like, "How you can afford B. Smith?" He's like, "Oh, I've been saving up, Juke. I've been saving up. <laughs> yeah, a couple of dollars saved up. Yeah, a couple of dollars saved up." And she's looking at him like, mm-hmm, "Something ain't right." <laughs> but I'm gonna go get this good meal for B. Smith. <laughs> but something ain't right. <laughs> like everybody, like I was still shocked that he didn't tell her, but I guess he didn't tell her because he knew that Juke would probably end up telling Rock. Or that he didn't want to put her in the situation where she had to tell Rock. That's true. Okay. Because I kept sitting there thinking, I was like, yo, like, Juke ain't stupid. Like, why you? And then I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe he didn't tell her because he's like, yo, if I tell her, I already know she's going to go back and tell my mom's, like, what I got going on. So, right, that part. So, that so he tells her to go home and get dressed up and cleaned up. And they go out for a, a nice dinner. And I really like this scene. I really enjoyed this scene. Again, it is just so sad to know how these two characters end. But you see how close they was. You see how close they was even at this point where Kanan admit that when he was a little kid, when Jukebox would go and play with her other friends, you know, he would cry for her because he enjoyed being around her or whatever. So it's really sad to see that cousins that grew up as brother and sister turn on each other like this. Yo, it's... I don't know who filed. I don't know who's worse. In this case, I'm gonna have to say Kanan, you filed, man. You dropped your cousin, yo. But I think I think he I nah, I think he realized because remember from Power when he was like, yo, if somebody he told Ghost, it's somebody we know who ain't got no heart. So I think it was just like more I don't think Kanan was more filed in that situation with Unalive and Juke. I think it was just more so like, yo, he knew for a fact. That Juke was going to unalive Tariq and probably him. And, and it had yeah. nothing to do with Tariq. It was all back at getting ghosts. Like if he if she probably would have said, Yo, I'm unalive ghost, he probably wouldn't have cared. But it was the fact that, like, yo, you about to unalive this innocent boy that ain't got nothing to do with it. Like, that's not how we roll. So I think that and was she, and she revealed the plan like right before she, you know, right before he uh Right before he unalived it too, yeah. Which he ain't really like that either, cause he, cause he was like, you, you always running your mouth after he, at you know, at the went ahead. But remember, even before he went inside, when he gave Ghost the piece, when he put the clip in, he gave Ghost the piece. Ghost was like, "Why are you giving me this?" He said, "Because I don't know who she got in there, and I don't know what she's gonna do to me." 
Mm-hmm. So either we can go in here and save your son together, or we can go in here and let Juke drop both of us. So it's definitely he's de- he was definitely afraid of Juke, definitely afraid of her, and we'll have to find out why. But um, I, I really appreciated this scene right here. But you know, again, we know that Jukebox happiness is not going to be celebrated long, and that's that's kind of sad too. All right, so I really like Marvin and Lou's relationship this season. They seem to be getting closer. You know, they actually seem to be, you know, uh, uh, getting along better this season as they did before previous seasons. You know, they were kind of always at each other's throats. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Lou's trying to apologize uh, for missing Juke's audition. You know, he told uh, Marvin about what's happening. Marvin let him know that, listen, once you tell a child, uh, something you got to keep your word to him. So we see that Marvin is trying to do right by Juke and be a better parent. And you know, they end the conversation with uh uh Lou telling Marvin about the spot in Manhattan. Now I want you to go to me with now I want you to check it out with me. He wanted Marvin's, you know, blessing. Or he, uh I, I don't know if at that point he decided that he wanted Marvin to kind of kick in with him, but more so that he wanted Marvin to go check out, you know, his new potential opportunity so i thought that was dope i don't think it was a blessing i thought it was more so like he wanted marv to come because he wanted marv to he knew that like marv would put up bread mm-hmm. remember he said to him he said something about making money and marv said i'm always about making money so i think that was the whole setup was that like yo that's why he did it because he knew like yo i got him put up in put it put up with me on this club and we can just be making money etc you know what that's a good point um lady v why hasn't rock had a conversation with well at this point i think she has been trying to per se but just kind of beating around the bush like when she brought him the car and they went for the drive that would have been the opportunity for her to have that conversation with him did but the conversation with south when he asked about Bert. So I don't know if she's really had the opportunity to tell him about the feds, but she definitely should have gotten word to him about, listen, the feds are out watching. I need you to to move differently than what you're doing. That shit was funny right there when he called him Paco Rebar. (laughs) He said, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you, Paco Rebar. I like Luke and uh, and Marvin's relationship. It's funny. A little bit of comedy. I also think probably because I think maybe she knows like for a fact that he probably not going to listen to a word she say. Anyway. And he does. He ain't listening so it's probably like on deaf ears. It is. I'm kind of thinking. All right, so they down here at the bar. And it's a shame that these hoodlums are getting ready to take over that poor lady work. Because they're going to turn that bar into everything <laughs> what it's supposed to be. <laughs> you already see Marvin want to say a work about it there, but Lou was like keeping it clean, keep it clean. Yeah. And I just can't help but go back to what Rock always tells him. Like, if you involve with it, it's not clean. <laughs> if you involve it, if you touch it, it's dirty already. So, you know, regardless of whether or not you want to run this as a legit establishment, the fact that you bought in with it with drug money is already dirty. So, but you know, Marvin honors his wishes and um agrees to not sell work there at the bar. And the lady was like, Well, you know, we kind of hadn't really talked about all this, but you know, I'm open, I'm open. You know, she's like, I'm getting old and you know, I'm tired. 
And I'll let y'all fellas come in and do y'all thing or whatever. So we see that mm-hmm. Lou has aspirations to put a studio in the bag, fix up the stage, and do kind of like a uh, showcase with artists. So I think the bar is about to be jumping. Mm-hmm. I think the bar is going to be jumping. Yeah, that's was what I was saying as far as like the whole famous situation. I think that this is where famous gonna get out the game and he's going to be on that stage because remember is he did a whole song talking about unaliving the dude that we haven't heard him we haven't heard yet we haven't heard we heard so. yeah we haven't heard yeah. it so. so this is probably where he gonna perform it is at Lou's bar i also think that jukebox and her group gonna perform at that bar too yeah i can see the performing at that bar i can see it What do you think is going to happen with this? Because just like with Juke, good things don't always happen for Lou either. So what do you think is going to end up happening? The worst of the worst is going to happen for him and his uh and his new venture. Rock is somehow somebody gonna get tied in. Something gonna happen to this lady. Rock will somehow somebody get tied in. I don't think Rock gonna get tied in. She got enough uh, stuff going on with her over there at the uh holy moly donut shop that she just bought. Um I don't see Rock getting involved with this, but I do see something bad happening over here at this bar, and I think something will happen to this old lady. I don't think, I mean, it probably will. I don't think that's going to be like a major situation. I think it's more so going to be where, like, it could be possible either Marvin doesn't listen to Lou. And still work out of there. Yep. And, you know, try to wash the money. Or there's going to be something where shoot because of Lou being Rock's brother the feds come in and shut it down so they figure out what's going on freeze like the assets like freeze the building or something like that I can see something like that happening too but I go back to the trailer where we see someone has a weapon held on Lou and I'm wondering if it's going to have something to do with something that happens at this bar because at this point we haven't seen Lou interact with any of the other characters on the show he hasn't he doesn't have any conflict he doesn't have any active conflict with anyone right now so anything him getting involved in right now has got to be associated with this endeavor that he's in right now yeah so we'll see what happens with that I'm anxious to see what happens with that Look at these two lovebirds, you know. <laughs> he didn't get to have his lunch, so I'm sure he's hungry right now. They having a nice little... Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. <laughs> he didn't finish his lunch. I forgot about that. Man, had dinner with his old lady. <laughs> his old lady. Yeah, at uh, least it ain't that Jack Mac that she was feeding him last time. Man, with those Jack Mac, yo, it was scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> And she wasn't fixing that for him anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think we had conversations about this off camera, but we were talking about whether or not Ronnie uh, Rock knew that Ronnie was out. So it's obvious that she knew that he was out because she mentioned it. And she was just talking about, you know, uh, Ronnie being out ain't good for nobody or whatever. And, you know, Unique was basically trying to tell her that, listen, I'm trying to get uh, work for him or whatever, but, you know, he's just impatient right now. And so, you know, they're just kind of having a conversation about what to do with Ronnie. I was really hoping that Rock gave Unique some advice on what to do with Ronnie or how to handle him. But that didn't happen. Yeah, I thought it was more so. I thought she was going to say, I'll handle it. That's what I was waiting for. That's exactly what I was waiting for. Or I was waiting for her to say, put him down. 
You know how Rock is. I, 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 just I was waiting for. I was waiting for a suggestion. Out. Definitely, I was waiting for a suggestion. I ain't think that she had, that she handled it because she, you know, she's no longer involved and she's no longer in the game. But I definitely thought she was gonna drop a suggestion on it and say, "Well, look, I'm gonna tell <clears> you how to. I'm gonna tell you how to run your business. But if I were you, this is what I would do." That's true. I didn't even think about that. I was thought it was, I was thinking it was more so like she just gonna tell him like, "Hey, I'll handle it." Like you go ahead, I'm out the game, but you know you in the game, I got you, etc. But I should have known better because she had been saying from day one, I'm out the game. So I should have yeah, known she got right then. She won't go do nothing. Yeah, she. This is how this is how you this is how you handle it. You know, cause I thought she was gonna say something like, "Best way to handle it, you that's your brother is send him back to jail." Set that's what I was waiting jail. for right there. Send him back to jail. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was waiting for. And I still think ultimately that might be a decision they might have to make whether to send them back to jail or to uh, send them on the glory. He didn't go on the glory. Yeah. He didn't go on the glory. Yeah. I don't know what fool thought it was a good idea to let him out to begin with. They still lost the key to his I, Here's my thing. They they like, it's a dirty cop. I don't care. Like, it's a dirty cop. Dirty, There's nothing that I don't whatever. care if it was a dirty cop or not. He needed to be. He was exactly. the best he needed to be. He didn't need to be back out in society. Yeah, exactly he's not fit to be out in society so that's why i'm like it don't matter if he's a dirty cop y'all could have ran some type of mental test on him and see that he wasn't fit to go back out in this world. that man don't need to be out correctional facilities like nothing was corrected yeah it was nothing worse <laughs> all right so we see uh ronnie don't made his way up to washington heights he don't found uh joaquin and juliana and he tried to pull up on them to have a conversation with them, whatever. He quickly announces that he's Unique's brother. And it was like, so? We don't mess with Unique and we don't mess with you. We don't have no business with you. See ya. And Juliana, we see that she's intrigued when he started talking mm-hmm. shit about Unique. When he started talking shit about Unique and he was like, I'm not my brother. I know he did something to you, but you know, if he's a problem, then we can figure out a solution. What did y'all think about that comment and the fact that he's willing to take his brother out for some work? I I didn't take it as he was willing to take her out for some work. I didn't either. I took it as like when she, this is how my answers went up, was like, yo, I think she looked at it as I'm about to kill two birds with one stone. Yep. I took it as that like, because remember, um, Joaquin kept telling her like, yo, Let's go. Let's go. Because he had been told her, you know, forget the whole situation with, you know, leave rock part of the game. Yeah, yeah leave rock I think She looked at it as like, yo, you know what? I'm about to use his brother to get back at Unique for kidnapping me. So I'm about to hit two birds with one stone. And I think that's why she was so intrigued. I don't think it had nothing to do with like, yo, Cause like she 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 don't know the you know what I'm saying like their relationship she don't know that at in this point in time they at odds so I'm thinking she just like oh word that's his brother okay cool this is how I can get back at unique and I'm about to use his brother have him do this and that and then I can get them both back and take them both out like probably something along the lines where uh. Juliana uses him, he gets caught up, and then you know, Uniques gets unalive. Or I also, because remember, I've been saying this during the season from the episode where Rock showed up, 
could possibly she uses Ronnie to take out uh Joaquin because she looked like she is desperate to be at the top spot. It's a two for one special for sure. Yes, I do think that Joaquin is going to be blindsided. I think he's kind of uh looking at Juliana a little bit differently, like yo, why are you so pressed about this? It's business, mm -hmm. it's over. Mm -hmm. Let's move past it. And her intrigue, uh, her interest in uh, Ryan right now, I somewhat agree with you on that, Fresh. I think he, he's ultimately going to get some work from them, but she is going to use Ronnie to eliminate her enemies, and that's going to be unique and um, Rock. So she's going to use Ronnie to try to deal with Rock and, um, mm. and Unique. Yep, I didn't even think about that. You know what? Damn, I forgot all about Rock. She might try to use him to, to take yeah. out Rock. I didn't even think about Rock. That's, that, about that's Rock. the first thing that comes to mind when I see this. I'm like, okay, yeah. She going to end up getting some work for him, but it's going to be with a, with a higher price. Mm -hmm. It's going to be at a higher price. So, yeah, I'll get you this work, but I need you to take care of your brother Rock for me. Mm. And he's so desperate for work right now, he'll sign up for anything. This lady has come a long way from being in that bodega selling Newports and abused wife and now all of a sudden she's a queen pin. I still don't understand that story of how they twisted that she was an abused wife. I don't understand. From being in the bodega, like the they didn't have to add the abused wife first. The bodega thing, uh, thing um, the bodega thing, that could have just been a cover-up, but the abused wife when you were sitting here and you and had to Griselda, use Rock to get, and you had to use Rock to get, a, get, get rid of the husband. Right, and you sitting here, you Griselda, you the Black Widow. Like, what? I don't think I, that's what it was. I think it's because until up until the point where she met Rock, she had no intentions of being in her life. In the life, I agree. So she dealt with all of the husband, you know, husband beating her, etc., whatever. So once she saw like the power that Rock had as her being a woman, she's like, yo. I can have. I can do this too. too. I can do this too, especially you know the whole situation. So once she put it in motion with her cousin, and she got in the game, and like I said, she saw Rock having that power. She like, oh, this is the life. This is what I've been missing. Like I've been, you know, diminished. I've been stepped down on. I've been beat on, etc. By this man that was my husband. He's gone now. Now I could be like Rock, and I can be somebody in power so i think that's what built her and got her such a big head especially once she connected rock with her cousin and i can do it too me too yeah that's what did it that's what that, that's why that's why she got the big head now because she like yo this is my cousin my cousin not gonna let nothing happen to me i'm the one who put this whole thing together for you to get work from him so now i'm the one in power and you you know what i'm saying so the I think turnaround was just too quick for me i wish i would have saw more of a gradual Transition, yeah. yeah, transition. The turnaround was just way too quick to not to the point where you're talking to rock reckless when you can handle your own domestic situations. And the crazy part about it is she's got a hard on for rock because she felt like rock should have done the same thing to Unique that she did to her husband. Yeah, so mm -hmm. after Unique kidnapped her. She wanted Rock to deal with that. And when Rock didn't deal with that, she felt betrayed by Rock. Go along with the territory, though. Like, she got to understand that, that it goes along with yeah. the territory. It's business. I agree with that, DeMarcus. Yeah. He should have never said that. I agree with that, DeMarcus. He shouldn't have never, she shouldn't have never said that. Yeah. So, over here at the Cupcake Factory, 
Unique in here washing dishes and putting dishes the up. Cupcake factory. Over here washing dishes and putting dishes up. Man, this man is in love. The man over here washing dishes and putting dishes away. Uh, Rock see his piece on his side. And that was a bit of a reality for her. It was kind of a surreal moment for her. We having fun, you know, whatever. But when she looked at him and saw that weapon, it just kind of reminded her of the stakes and how she really truly wants to be out of it. But she feels like the longer she intertwines with Unique, that she's going to be further and further away from getting away from the game. So she ends up breaking up with him and like, look, we cool. We're going to always be cool. You know, I've enjoyed this time with you or whatever, but, you know, I don't want no mess around me, Unique. And the ironic part is Unique has truly brought a problem to her doorstep right now with her, with his crazy ass brother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I really, I really like that scene right there. And they had one last time and it's going to be the last time. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the last time. It's the last time. Eh, we'll see. We'll get there. My man Nico ain't gonna be last time. Because I think at, at, at the end of the day they're gonna be end up back at odds with each other again for some reason. Mm. That could be true. They got a little love hate relationship, you know. They always have. They always have. Kaning, so we all saw this from the preview or whatever. So Kaning mm-hmm. shows up to school, the metal detective goes off. Security guards search the bag, find the weapon. It ain't more. It ain't more. It ain't more. More. It ain't more. Rock come up to the school and and have the nerve uh, to put on her best performance ever. Oh, great acting! I'm so appalled. Within the acting. (laughs) Great acting within the acting. No one is here orchestrated all this. Yeah, but she sold it. Cubs start talking about meanwhile he over there having a steak dinner with Rock. He leaving sandwiches on the table at his baby mom's house. Right. <laughs> he over there eating steak and potatoes with Rock and don't let that uh, Right. You know what I'm saying? He he over there, he eating the bologna with the little red thing on there that you peel off. Oh my you god. You know, at a Tahitian treat. Yeah. Man, steak and potatoes bomb right now. Y'all make it me bomb. That's what he had over there at Rock House. Steak, potatoes, and asparagus over there at Rock House. He left the sandwich yeah. on the table with Pernessa to clean up. Yeah, she arguing about jewelry and taking care of his crazy ass brother. Made him over here eating ribeye and when she should have did what really B said a couple weeks ago, pack her son up and, and went to her mama house. <laughs> a, a long time ago. A long time. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, didn't Unique tell her to roll out? I no? thought he yeah. did. I thought he did. Yeah. So Jukebox shows up for rehearsal or to meet the rest of her bandmates. And we meet the little diva, and she's just so full of herself. She thinks she's Beyonce of the group. Boombox. She said, "Ain't you Boombox? Ain't you Boombox? Yeah. Boombox? Uh, yeah. Shut up, little hoe. That little hoe gonna be a handful, and I think she's gonna get ran through. And I think she's gonna get treated the worst. I think she's gonna get treated the worst or whatever. Pebbles lay down along with them over there and tell them, like, listen, you don't eat, sleep." Breathe unless you think about me. <laughs> I'm your god. I she, Pebbles did. Yeah, she said it. She pretty much laid down the law. This kind of like the female Diddy. Female Diddy. I'm telling you, this this guy raping you records all over it. Like it's about to be so bad. So here is where I take retros. Um, he said this is SWV here's where I agree with him 100 
if y'all know the story of SWV, their manager, Maureen Singleton, remember in this scene, because this is how when, when she said it, I said, yo, this is SWV. Or at least they took, they, took, they took parts of it for it to be SWV. If y'all don't know the story, their manager was Maureen Singleton. What she ended up doing for SWV, and she says it in this clip, is where they did the demo. She sent the demo out to multiple record labels with a bottle of Perrier. Perrier, however you say it. Here she say champagne, etc. Whatever. Yep. But right then and there, when she said that, I said, yo, I said, Russell's right. I said, this is SWV because that's literally what they manager did to get them on. Now, granted, because I know somebody's going to say something in the comments probably later on when they watch this. Yes, the timeline is off because SWV came out uh, late in 1992. We know this is 92. Um, so it came out late 92. But, however, this is the story. This group is supposed to be, this is like a what the Raising Canyon SWV. version, the Power yeah, Universe the version. Canyon version of SWV. So this is SWV. This is how I knew when she said that is we're going to send the demo out to different record labels with a bottle of champagne because their manager did that for SWV except for they couldn't afford the champagne. It was Perrier. So this is how I know. So she's supposed to be Maureen Singleton. I think it's a common. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm battling with it because I don't think that it's a direct tie-in that we're supposed to think that this group is SWV. Mm -hmm. I think they're taking elements from SWV's career and TLC's career because I do feel like this lady is going to run off with their money. She's going to get them booked for shows. They will not get a record deal. They will not get a record deal. She's going to keep coming back to the girls and be like, oh, I'm shopping for you a label. I'm shopping for you a label. In the meantime, she's going to be booking them on shows. She's going to be booking them in performances. And they're going to be getting the minimum. And she's going to give them a minimum. They're going to get just enough to get their money. She's going to run off with their money. That's what's going to end up happening. She'll give them just enough to think they're getting money. Exactly. They should be getting. And she's going to get the load. Yeah. Oh, another thing I thought of, remember that ties into the whole army thing. Um back earlier when I said, you know, they gotta break it up because you gotta go to the army. Or I also feel like Juke and I cannot remember the her name that's in the middle. I think it's a relationship that's going to evolve if that's where like the group is gonna break up because like and they're gonna find out that two of the artists are left-handed. They're yeah, gonna find out two of the artists is left-handed and they're gonna shake it down. Yeah, she probably think Juke is just a tomboy. Like she don't know if she find out her sexuality, it's gonna be one of those, but like, oh yeah, she gotta go. Welcome in, really B. Hey y'all, I can't stay long. I just wanted to come in and say hi and say happy up, holidays baby? to everybody and thank the thank y'all for y'all support to the to the chat. I just wanted to come in and say hi, but I'm with my family, so I can't really stay. All right, we appreciate right, you. Happy holidays. We right, appreciate you dropping through, dropping the line. I'm listening though. I'm 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 listening while I'm while I'm doing this. So, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, y'all. Love you, sister. All right, All right. All right. love y'all too. Bye. I just feel like 
I feel like something gonna happen. Something gonna happen where that lady go either gonna run off with their money, or she is going to. Well, because she already said she was like, "I'm gonna shop around for some labels or whatever. If uh, we get some labels that will sign you, then we know that this was the right move. But if we find some labels that ain't gonna sign you, then we are gonna know that this was a group that never should have been born. But we know that the group is not gonna, you know, be anything other than what they are right now. Yeah. But we'll see. But I'm yeah, it's like, never it's not gonna get off the floor with that group. What happened with this lady? Oh, here y'all go. Man, go ahead, uh, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. Ma, it's not mine. Ma, this is my gun. Yeah, here, here we got to see this where they're pretty much talking to the principal about the gun. Um, he's trying his best to explain that the gun is not here. Is he in Ohio? Is he in Ohio? Got in his bag, you know. And then the principal pretty much break down and say, "Well, really, we're supposed to call the cops, you know." But we're um. We we elect not to call the cops and and handle it a different way. Rock puts on her like it don't get no better than this when it comes down to acting within the actress. She I'm talking about plausible denial. I, I have I, I she, like I didn't do anything. I I don't know what you're talking about. Do you always up to something? You always up to no good. And I shouldn't have to come down here, you know, whatever. The part that I the part that bothers me a little bit though about the whole thing is how does she expect to keep Kanan in line with now with this probationary thing going on for her not to catch a case behind something that he does so she ain't got no choice she don't have a choice so no choice remember they they did call the cops how oh right but they said howard yeah i don't know who you got looking out for you Yeah. yeah she said that but I think this is now. I think, and this is what, and this is why I'm hoping next episode she finally go ahead and tell him like, "Yo, the feds was watching him," because it should have been said. But I think now it's more so like she's doing all of this to keep him in the house because now she has a whole grip on anything that he does because at any given time CPS can show up. So she's gonna make it to like, "Yo, like you just can't be out here with famous. You can't be over here. You can't be over there," which. Well, matter of fact, when we get to that scene, I'll say that too. But I think that's her whole thing was to make sure that, like, yo, he's home because when we get to that scene where she has that whole discussion with Howard, it was like, yo, that was her plan to make sure that, like, yo, I got eyes and ears on him so that he does not get caught up at any of this stuff that this task force is looking at, where they can rope us all in. Cause Kane moving like Retro said earlier, Kane moving sloppy. He's smart, yeah. but he ain't street smart. So like he he just out here moving sloppy. He got good ambition. Thank you for that super sticker. We appreciate you. Appreciate that, Demarcus. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Jack. I said uh, Kane got good and got good ambition. How long do y'all think it's gonna be before he figure out that his mom did? You took the question right out of my mouth or my head, rather, because I was just thinking that. I was going to ask y'all the same thing. How long does it take for Kanan to figure out? I think after a few nights over there at Rock Place, because I think she's already set the tone for it when she was like, I am glad to have you back home. Like, I think it starts with a conversation with Famous. Once he mm-hmm. has that conversation with Famous, that's when the wheels are going to start turning, because he's going to be like, yo, did anyone get 
he's he's going to confront famous about this or at the very least he's going to mention it to a famous what happened you know this is why i'm not coming back around or whatever and i think famous is going to try to throw him off of the scent by saying that yo it must have been that paul dude that did it that could be it but i also thought it was more so when when we get to that scene then then yeah i'll tell it I, I'll say it. Because if Kanan figures out that one, Famous let Rock back into their apartment. Two, that he let her put that weapon in there. And three, mm-hmm. that he did not warn him about it. He's out of here. He's out of here. Because... So for those who can't see Kanan dropping Famous, <laughs> I don't know if y'all watching the same show I'm watching. I mean, I can see it, but at he the out of here. Time, I don't think that he would... I... Go ahead. I mean, he might think it was famous, but at the same time, we got to remember, he knows at the same time, like, yo, famous not even about that life. Famous wouldn't even have a strap anyway because he didn't even want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the first episode, he didn't even want unalive dude. So it's like... No, no, no. I don't think that he's going to think that famous put the strap in his bag. He's going he's gonna to think that he's going to know that his, he let his mom in, that he exactly. portrayed what he just said. Yes. He was like, don't let, don't let my mom in. He said... Yo, if you let my mom in next time, I'm you up. He, he told he told him that, you know, after he, you know, yoked him up a little bit. So that's why I think the fallout is gonna be. I don't think he's gonna unalive him. Yeah, I, don't I think, think he's, he's gonna, gonna kick. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna beat, beat the, the crap brakes out of off of him. Yeah, I think he's gonna beat the brakes off of him. I don't think he's gonna yeah. unalive him because he he like I just like I mean besides you gotta think about it like this. Besides that one person, what other body has Kane in court? None. Zero. Yeah, I think he just, just because it's famous. I, I think he's gonna. I think he's definitely gonna catch another one. Again, I mean, he, I mean, he, is, he did. But... He did. He did. He did plug. He did plug Howard. Um, you know, he just he just made it. He just made it through. But I think he's gonna catch another body. But I just don't think it's, it's not gonna be famous. I think the famous going up going to jail anyway, but let's neither here nor there. So, I mean, as you yo, see, my man Kanye thought he was about to get ready to dip off back to the spot. <laughs> he showed it. No, nah, my man. <laughs> she like, where you going? No, nah, you man. going? You ain't going nowhere. Every little it step you take gonna be riding through. Yeah, it ain't going that way today, bro. It ain't going that way today, little buddy. You go ahead and slide up in this slide up in this truck so we can go ahead and get you to your real home because you heard what the lady said. Exactly. I ain't catching. I ain't getting roped up for you and nobody else. So let's go ahead and. Yeah, go ahead and get you right. Mastermind, I don't know what does because Katie, you just slow. You slow, Katie. You slow. You ain't quick on your feet because I'd be like, mm, something don't Oh, he's right. never going to be able to outsmart Rock. Mm-mm. But Kanan, like, Kanan is. You know what, Kanan? And it's crazy because, like, you see, like, as he progresses, get older, that he plays chess, you know, a lot. And it seemed like that's kind of like um, introducing us to intellectual thinking ahead. He can't think ahead of Rock. Yeah, and it is also it also speaks to how seasoned Rock is. Rock is seasoned, so you know she not she not new to this. She true to this. Rock yeah. been out here in these streets. I mean, she's been pulling licks and and scams and schemes, you know, all her life. So you know, if anything, you like you're not even on the same level as your mom, bro. 
Like you're not on the same level you think that you are because she's a female or whatever. And she said that so many times that you know men underestimate her or whatever the case may be. Yo, Rock mm-hmm. ain't no slow, slow move. She ain't no slow moving piece. Rock thinks like three head, like three steps ahead. Cause even in OG power, you know, Kanan might be one step ahead and everybody else, or ghost at least, is moving two, three steps ahead. So yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm I'm finna take care of it. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's been doing that lately. I don't know why. It's I had some issues with it a couple weeks ago too. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna Yeah, man. I... What what do you think? What do you think is gonna I mean, right now he is upset with um he is upset with Rock right now. Like he's definitely upset with Rock right now. When he finds out about this situation, what do you think he's going to do when he finds out about this situation? Oh, he for sure he gone. I think this is probably be the the, the, the fun. This will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like he done. Like he he. And this is probably where we see where like yo he just cuts everybody off. He just cuts them all off. So this is what gets him to leave the family. Yeah, this is probably what gets him to leave the family. He just gonna do what he do, um, because he finds this out. Now I see Virgin Love say episode seven, famous is in trouble. So I guess that next that leads me to believe that even though they showed it in the trailer that he's not in trouble next episode I still have some ways of feeling some way somehow he's going to run back to Luke because like I said he still has not performed this song yet where he's talking about unalive and, and I don't remember dude's name where he unalive the dude we still haven't gotten that yet did he start did he start on the lyrics for that didn't he start on the lyrics for that I mean, the like right now the song is out. Like if you go mm-hmm. on YouTube, you can hear the song. But as far as like show wise, we haven't seen him perform it. But we do know from. But I wonder, do we even get him performing it in the show? And it's just part of this season's soundtrack. Yeah, because there's a trailer, or there's like a still shot where him he's performing, like he's performing. And I'm I'm just assuming it's in Lou's bar. He's performing for sure. Okay, okay. I just don't know where, but he's definitely performing. So I'm thinking that's when like he's performing, like, hey, you know, um, you know, he's performing the 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 the, 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 the song and whatnot. So I don't know. I don't know. It's so it's so much, yo, like there's so much where it could be with with famous. Like I said, thank you, Nicole. Freddie, yeah. When he unalive Freddie, like he says it in the song that like, yo, he he pretty much in a sense like he caught a body. So um Sport Gamer says raising Canaan is repeating book two season with Canaan and Famous getting into beef like Tariq and Brayden. Uh I, I think it's a little different though. It, yeah, it's Oh, why do you yeah. say that? Uh, support gaming, yeah. I think that's different. That's different, yeah. I would say the same thing, yeah. Like, that's a different type of beef. This is 
totally, totally different type of beat. Like I said, I just, I mean, I can, I can see it. I mean, the betrayal is there. Yeah. The you betrayal know, is definitely there. Yeah, but it's a different, it's a different type of betrayal. Like the betrayal with, with Famous was because, you know, he left Rock in. The betrayal with Reek was something completely different that had something to do with a picture and the fan. Like that was just completely different. You know, it was a lot of, it's a lot of loops and it's a lot of, it's it's a lot of betrayal on Tariq part, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as as far as that go, like a lot of betrayal. This was more out of this was more done out of fear. Tariq betrayal was more off of self preservation. I get that what you're saying. I I get what you're saying where that is concerned, but I don't think that Kanan is going to see it that way. Especially the disdain that he has for his mom and the right. fact that his best friend it went against that. To me, and you got to think about it. Kanan and Tariq are two different people, mm-hmm. and how they respond to and react to things. I mean, we're talking about a person that unalive their own son based off loyalty. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there is no there is no scenario where Kane is going to look at this and be like, "Oh, I understand. You were afraid of my mom, and like he already told her not to open the door." So at the end of the day, if you hadn't opened the door for her. This would have never happened. Yeah, the name of the song is 411. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think, I mean, Kanan, yeah, Kanan definitely responds a little bit differently. And like, he responds aggressive and brutal, you know, but I, I don't think, I don't think they're regurgitating what happened with uh, Tariq. And on this, on this particular one, I don't think they're regurgitating Tariq and Brayton. I don't think so either. Yeah, nah, it would it, it would be too much. It would be too much. Um, like it would be obvious. That's what they're doing. It would be obvious. Like they're literally just taking all four shows. Um, well, all three, the spinoffs. Well, yeah, three. Yeah, book two. This is book three and book four, and they're just recycling from what power. Yeah, that'd be recycling its entirety. Some of it is uh repetitive, but I don't think they're gonna do that. Like that'd be just too obvious. Um so we saw the scene where um he pretty much that she pretty much told him to get in the car. And then was after that, don't they go to the house and she pretty much said this is you, you know, whatever, and he checks out his new room and um and Howard eventually pulls up. Yeah, Howard pretty much tells him, uh, tells Rock, yeah, listen, we done. Don't call me no more. Yeah, yeah, because like, you see Keenan kind of like staring out of the out of the window, and um, you know, and Howard pretty much like, or Raquel was like, you know, you did a good thing for you, you did a good thing for your son back there, you know, whatever. And Howard was like, I ain't so sure about that. And he, this is what gave me that idea earlier that I was saying that Howard's going to end up being the one go down because mm-hmm. he was telling Rock, he was like, listen, it's getting harder and harder for me to suppress this information. Like, you already got the feds snooping around. They already antsy about this whole Crown Camacho stuff. And you calling in favors for me doing stuff for Kanan is going to be a direct line back to you, going to be a direct line back to me. Like, we can't do this. You know, whatever problems you create, it's it's on you here on out. And it's like at the end of the day, it's all your fault anyway because you led him to this life. So to me, that's like uh foreshadowing what's going to end up happening to Howard. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that now, now that you put it that way, especially when he came over here and approached, because at first he was doing anything to kind of cover up the situation, to cover his tracks on that being his son, the uh, Detective Ferg, his any involvement with, with Rock, he was just kind of with it. Now he's kind of like, nah, you on your own now. You got the, like, it's too much going on. Yeah, it's too much heat. It's too much heat, but at the same time, like I said, at the same time, he bought it on himself. I'm about to say, but he's invested. Well, he's got a mess of his own that he's got to keep under wraps, too. But like Fresh said, he bought it on himself. So how he just, for him to just kind of like subtract himself from the from the situation, to me, it just don't like like to be they they're better with him, and his situation is better with 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 all them working together than without them, because it's all connected. It's all roped up into each other. It's all connected. I got rid of I, I got rid of Burke because I was sleeping with this underage CI. Like it's all connected, so I think they was better. I think they was better off working together. But for him, you know, and that's why I believe the writing is on the wall for uh, for Howard, whether it's you know sooner or later, because of the way that he's being, you know, the way they cast him, and the way he's being, uh, he's will be written off somehow. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's. I give him one more season. That and also the way Kanan was looking out the window. So that's mm-hmm. what we think. Like that's how he's gonna know that like Rock set it up yeah I, I was thinking that too i was thinking that too by him looking out the window and seeing them have that conversation he's mm-hmm. going two and two together that my mom got something to do with this yeah because he was standing out that joint the whole entire time looking like ronnie looking out that window <laughs> Look at extra creepy. somebody is saying that he is ronnie just with a little bit more swag <laughs> uh, so Marvin and Lou are down here at the bar, and uh, this is when uh, Marvin asked Lou, "Can he sell work out of the bar?" Lou's like, "Nope, we're not gonna sell work out of the bar." And Marvin respects his wishes to keep the bar clean. Shout out to Lou not being drunk this episode. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, poor grandma. Grandma in here trying to watch her favorite show. Hug. Her, her her grandson Dean comes home, and I just don't understand why Dean ain't got people at the house. He got people at the bingo hall, yep. but he ain't got nobody on the house. Like, I don't know I don't, who said it in the comments, but somebody said that the actual actor can't get to the third season of nothing or something like that. Yeah, because when he was uh, D'Angelo, <laughs> when he was <laughs> you see how that was. turned out. He was in Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make it that long in Walking Dead. Like, he he's never seen it all the way through. <laughs> he's, he's never making it all the he ain't making it that long in the way either. Yeah, or man. obviously this. Hey, man. So he goes to, uh, shout out to my theory. My theory came through. The only difference was I thought that Ronnie was going to unalive the grandmother and Dean. And you saw him for a moment there contemplate unaliving the grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about with the apples, uh, Fresh. <laughs> Jack, Jack picked up on it when I said the other night in the chat. I did. Apples. I he did. Put- <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. My dumb behind thought those was limes. So yeah, maybe you said that last week during the preview. I said that looked like it would be a nice snack for an old lady cutting up uh, the apples or whatever, mm-hmm. or a pear, whatever it is. Pear, yeah, it might be a pear. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's a pear. But Ronnie comes in and man, he sneak up on Dean and he must have jugged right. that man about two hundred and fifty times. Mm-hmm. He jugged that man. 
Oh Man. yeah, he gave he gave knife work at least a good twenty times. At least, My at God, least. Man. That's why he yeah. had that. That's why they had him pick up that knife. Yeah, and it's Michael Myers himself. Man. Yeah, he the is. Part, I did not get. This is the part I didn't get about this whole situation. So, to jump back to the scene where he eating the pizza. Him yeah, and we missed that scene. Yeah, go ahead. Unique is going at it or whatever. I felt like one, he felt a certain type of way when Unique told him he was a piece of shit. But two, also, what I didn't understand about this joint was when he said he unalived Dean because Dean was running his mouth. And I'm like, yo, you just the same thing. Yep. What you call it that like Unique is smashing rock? So what's the difference? Ain't no difference. You said ain't no honor amongst these. Because he's deranged, and right now Ronnie don't see past his own vision. He can't see past what his own goals is, and he sees everyone as a roadblock to that, including mm-hmm. him. So it's now I gotta eliminate roadblocks because now in his deranged mind, he's thinking that okay, you know, unique is calling shots over the top of me, that he's still able to control whether or not I get work from these people or whatever. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take Dean out because, one, like you said earlier, he wanted to take him out at the bingo hall to begin with for not giving him the work. This just gave him more ammunition and more anger to fuel him going over there and taking that man out. Nah, it's a poor game. He ain't, I can tell you for a fact, he ain't seen it because if he did, I would have known. <laughs> we all would have known. Yeah, we, we, yeah. <laughs> What's the poor game thing? That you saw this episode way before any of us saw it. Yeah, so I would know. Nah, yeah, you would. If nobody else, let me just put it to you that way. You're right. If nobody else would have known, these two would have known. Because especially me and Jack, because me and Jack, when we get a hold of spoilers, we'll be up till like two o'clock in the morning because he lives out on the West Coast. <laughs> so he'll he'll send me a text on like two o'clock in the morning. Retro. I'll be texting during episodes like. So and then I would have told Fresh about it. Like, all right, Fresh, I got the scoop. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go. No, I just saw it in the writing. I just saw it in the writing. It was it was very obvious when I saw that he had yoked up things already. And I saw that scene with the knife. It just didn't. It made sense to me that that's what he would do. That would be his first reaction was that he was gonna go over there and hurt them people. Especially with Dean just coming back. This this is the first time he's coming back in the season. So it was kind of like the writing was on the wall, like yo, he about to get unalive because we mm-hmm. haven't. Seen what other purpose? What other purpose of bringing him back? Bringing right. Him there was no other purpose of bringing him back except to getting rid of him. And the fact that he loves his grandmother so much, that's what I thought because, you know, he takes care of his grandmother and, you know, he takes her to bingo and everything. I thought that she would have been the victim first. And then Dean would have gone to the grandmother being alive and then Ronnie would have unalived him too. To be honest, I thought he was going to sit at the dining room table, turn his chair towards the TV and watch the episode. With the grandmother. <laughs> like, if he with did, the grandma in the background. I would have been, yeah, I would have listened. Oh crazy. But that seemed like something he would do, though, right? You know he, what puts he, knife on the table. he puts a knife on the table, he straightened up the he hearing aid the battery, and I'm like, okay. And put the, and he went on about his, he, dude is crazy, so. I think, he tried, I think he probably trying to set up the grandmother to make it look like she did it. So that's why he left the knife there. 
Because you got to think about it. Like, who Prince would be on that knife? Because he had on gloves. So, I mean, I don't know, but. Could be. Hey, you know what, DeMarcus? Uh, Ronnie did go to work on that dude, like Ghost did, that uh, drunk man in the alley. The episode where. Uh, oh, yeah. The support group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That man up real good, too. All right, so let's get into next week's episode. It's going to be a banger, y'all. I'm just going to tell y'all right now. Uh, the title of the episode is Am I My Brother's Keeper or Brother's Keeper, I think is the name of the episode. So we know that this episode is going to be centered uh, solely around Unique and um, Ronnie's ensuing conflict. Uh, I think there is going to be further escalation between the two brothers. Uh, they're going to throw hands next week. We see that uh, Ronnie is going to approach Kanan. Seems like Kanan has found a way to sneak out of the house at the very least, maybe during school hours to go back over here and see what's going on. He's mm-hmm. probably going to ask Famous about what's happening with this, this gun situation. You're going to see Ronnie approach him about work or possibly working together. I think that he's going to approach Kanan for work. You know what? You, you know what? You're probably right. He probably will. He probably will end up approach him about work because he knows Kanan is is moving stuff on his own. Yeah, because I remember in the trailer he said like, "Yo, you work for Unique," and he said, "I don't work for nobody." He said, "I don't work for nobody." Yeah, I hope this is how his hair is cut for the for the show. It probably and is. not like in real life because if that's how Ronnie's hair, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some concerns. All right, so who is going to pay? Now, I didn't realize how much taller uh, Unique was to uh, Ronnie. <laughs> no, nah, I thought Ronnie was taller because remember he get he's standing is he up. Sitting, is he sitting down right here? Yeah, he bought the Gary stand up. Okay, I'm about to say, well, damn. Go back to this real quick because I've seen so many comments saying this. This is not jukebox, y'all. Everybody, no, keep, everybody keep thinking this is rock. I mean, Ronnie pulling up on Jukebox. This is not Juke. If you pay attention, for one, it's a dude. Two, as you always know, Juke always has on earrings in this scene. Mm-hmm. The dude don't have no earrings, and Jukebox uh, cornrows are way longer. I will be shockingly... I will be shocked if this is Juke. Because we already know if this is Juke, Ronnie's going to take her out. But this is not Juke. I don't know who it is. It's probably somebody we don't know yet, but that ain't Juke. But yeah, he's standing up. That's why he. That's why he looked taller than him, retro, because he 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 was sitting on the couch. Well, we see that uh, Unique and uh, Ronnie are back over here at the tailor shop. I didn't think the tailor shop was around anymore, but they back over there at the tailor shop, and um, I guess they're getting ready to have yet another argument about work or whatever. I'm thinking this is where Ronnie um, um, confronts him about uh, Rock. Probably so. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. They get into a fight. Yeah, I'm thinking that's what I think. That's what it is. I think that's where they he he confronts him about what you call it, and then that's when or maybe Ron, Unique finds out about Ronnie going to uh, Juliana and them. I don't know about that. I think it's going to be more about uh, Rock. I think yeah, I think it'd be more about Rock. Rock because I don't think you uh, Unique knows. That, and I don't think he would have cared about the whole Juliana situation anyway. Or he finds out that Dean is gone. Dean is unalive. I think it's a combination of all of that. Yeah. 
I think all of that's gonna come out in the argument. Yeah. Well, we see that they throw hands. Some going. I see Lou back on that bottle again next week. Lou back on that bottle again next week. Okay, and that's... Go ahead, there's gonna be some kind of problems uh, over here at the club next week, mm-hmm. or at the very least, maybe a problem with Marvin and Lou. Maybe Marvin dis goes back on his word and decides to say he'll work out of the bar after all. Some something's happening here. I think we get our first performer next week mm-hmm. at the bar. I'm wondering if that's Jute because of how happy Marvin is. Marvin that's what is. I was thinking too. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe it's Jute's group. That's what I was thinking earlier when I said, Do you think the girls are going to perform at the bar? Maybe it's them because Marvin does seem to be very happy and celebratory. So maybe it's them. Well, I'm just thinking maybe it's like the reopening and like he just happy because Lou is happy. I don't know. It's one of the two. We'll find out once we see more previews. Yeah, we'll find out when we see, see more this pictures. Is why I thought it was the bar. This is why I thought because that that's why I took, and she has the chain on that uh Rock gave her, and she's kind of dressed up a little bit. So this is why I think that it's them because she looks nervous. Mm-hmm. She looks nervous, and you know, jukebox always gets nervous before she do, does a performance. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be the girls at the uh, bar next week. Well, could just be her. Yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, you know what? It might be that song that her and Lou was working on that she performs. Maybe so. Maybe so. We'll see after we get uh, the pictures on Monday. We'll see after we get pictures on Monday because I'm sure they'll show it. Uh, it's definitely a performance at the bar next week. Yeah. It's definitely. And we know it's Jukebox. Whether it's Jukebox alone or whether it's Jukebox with the girls, mm-hmm. we know that she's performing next week at that uh, bar. Famous don't got yoked up again. How did he get yoked up by the, the police? The feds is going to run down on uh, Famous next week. And this facial expression. This is where I think that Remember the earlier picture where we see Kanan going into the building where he bumps into Ronnie? I think he's going to, he's going over there to confront Famous, but Famous not there because Famous is locked up. I think Famous is going to try to keep moving the courier joint without Kanan since Kanan now is back home with Rock, and this is how he gets caught up. Or Paul Snitches. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say that too. Paul told something. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind, in this episode right here, the fence was already outside. They built and watching. So I just think that they're gonna roll, run down on him for questioning. Yeah, but it, remember, it was the NYPD that locked him up, though. Well, it wasn't the But either way, we know he get locked up. <laughs> we know he get. We know he get jammed up. Either way, poor famous. Okay, so we see next week they're gonna pull Rock in. And they're going to question her. And she got her Terry Civil ready to answer her questions for her. They probably want to ask her. They're probably going to ask her about the Crown Camacho. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to ask her about all this money she's spending on, all this real estate she's been buying, the house mm-hmm. and the business. And they're probably going to ask her about Canaan and his uh, business. So either way, she's going to have some tough questions to answer next week. 
retro. You uh that Crown Camacho. That's where it's gonna be about. Cause remember, she bought Lou out. Yep. And her name was on that paperwork. So I think they that's they showing us that at the bank. Mm-hmm. Her name was on that paperwork. They're gonna bring her in because she was tied in directly with Crown. Yep. That yep. you you hit it right on the nail. That's exactly what it's gonna be about. Yep. They're gonna be questioning her about that. Yeah, Virgin Love, she hadn't done nothing. She hadn't done nothing because at the end of the day, she was the one that was shot at. So they can't blame the whole situation of the Italians on her. She was the victim. Yeah. They're going to ask her about all this money that she's spending and what was her business dealing with Crown. Yeah. Even though she kind of addressed that and when they asked her about it in the hospital, you know, she said, you know, my family came from a musical family and I brought it into the, uh, to the, the studio. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna they're not gonna believe that that's just that. They're they're gonna want to know more about her business dealings with Crown. Yeah. I'm thinking that's definitely what it is. And then that's probably when Howard gonna try to do something and his dumb behind gonna get caught up. Right here, Howard, I think that's what she's looking at right here in this yeah. scene. I think she's either approaching him or he's approaching her, or they're getting ready to pass each other by. While she down at that police station, she giving him that look like, "Why you didn't give me the heads up?" Mm-hmm. But we're gonna find out very, very, very soon. All right. Any other predictions for? Oh, I got one prediction. I have to address it, but I'm not gonna address it blatantly. Okay. I, I, I'm, not I didn't address it blatantly. I'm not gonna address it blatantly. Okay. I'm gonna say, do we think that a major character is getting ready to leave the show next week? I am knowing what I know. I am I'm 50-50 with it because I have a theory, but I can't say it. Virgin Love don't sound it off. Virgin Love don't sound it off already. So (laughs) I mean, but I can't say it because of the leak and people who haven't seen the leak already know. I'm just gonna say this. If they get rid of a major character, I think it's too soon. I, I just I think it's too soon for us to lose a major character, yeah. and I'm like, I, this is going to be the first time I'm going to be disappointed with the show, you know. I mean, define okay, define major. Okay, the major characters are in this category. This category is Rock, right. Kanan, Jukebox, Marvin, Lou, Unique, and Howard. They would be what I would consider the major characters. Did I miss anybody? All right. I, I don't have the... I, I haven't seen the spoiler, oddly enough. So, now I got to go and do some more research because now... You ain't got to do no research. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah, because now my antennas... Rock will be blamed for Crown's death. That's a good one, DeMarcus. I like that. Um, Virgin Love says, I hope not because I'm betting beating Ronnie's ass. <laughs> uh, now if he goes next week, we'll celebrate, but for some reason, it's episode five in a season three. Y'all got to think about where we're at. It's season three, episode five. It's time for them to start picking off major characters. Fresno went quiet. Fresno turned his camera off and his mic off. He don't want to say nothing. So he want to say something so bad. I, I, 
I, I can't wait to talk I'm about it mad. online. I'm gonna this right now. I'm gonna be mad if it's anyone at the family. If it's anyone at the family, now you know what? If it's Lou, I wouldn't be so pressed. I wouldn't be so bad uh, because right now Lou really don't got no story. So I mean, we could lose Lou at this point. You know, we're not losing much if we lost Lou. Yeah, I, man, I want to elaborate so bad. Elaborate offline. <laughs> But that's why I said Get your theory. Get your theory. Get your theory outside of that character. It's hard. <laughs> okay. Give your um, theory on who you would like for it to have been. How about that? Oh, of course. Ron. Ron is we gotta Ron, get Ron's Ron. We gotta start a campaign chat. Chat, we got to start a campaign. We gotta get Ronnie up out of here because the streets ain't safe with Ronnie out here. We go get the petition going like we did for Detective Burke. Yeah, we gotta get that before petition we got going. her up out of here. We, we, go <laughs> we gotta get Ronnie up out of here because the, the, the streets of New York ain't safe right now. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> somebody will go, but at the same time. Nah. You don't think that they're gone. You don't also, think that they're gone. The you time, think that they might be just messed up, but not gone. That too. But I'm also thinking that, remember, it might not even show on that episode. Because remember, last week's trailer, stuff that we saw, we didn't see in this episode. There was some stuff from last week's trailer that never even showed up in this episode. Yes, it did. Nah, there was. I, you know what? I only feel like going to. Listen, I need to. I'm not gonna say that. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll talk it's about it. Be crazy. <laughs> all right, y'all. As usual, this is the best chat on YouTube. I appreciate all of y'all love and support. You guys have been great, and it has been awesome sharing 2023 with you guys. And I look forward to growing and getting to know all of you in 2024. We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Y'all stay safe out there. Drink responsibly. And um, we will be back. Oh, big announcement. Next week, we will not do our show on Sunday. We will do our show. What we say? We're going to do it on Saturday. Saturday. On uh, Saturday. What time? We haven't decided. We will figure out the time, but it will definitely be on Saturday. It will probably be Saturday night or something like that. Yeah. All right, so we'll post on our community wall, and uh, we'll probably make the announcement when we drop the picks this week. When we drop the picks on Monday, we'll also drop the time of when we'll do the live, and then we'll post it on our community wall as well. So we'll see you guys on Saturday for our little uh, recap and New Year's uh, Eve, pre-New Year's Eve party or whatever. So we'll be here to have a good time. And I think we're going to have a lot of things to talk about um, next week. We sure will. Ladies in the chat are going to be very upset next week. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week. All right, fam. <laughs> look, at, look at Jack. He's so... He's I got to so know. Right he's so through. <laughs> I, I got to know. I'm... I'm... <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a good Merry Christmas and a good week, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Peace. Peace.